Hello and welcome to 60MW. I'm Chris and we are back once again with a Spotlight Reflection Show. And joining me as always is my partner in crime, it's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. Hello and good evening to you. How are you? I'm very well. How are you, sir? Groovy like a llama with <laughs> heels. Um, I, I that 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 is a, an odd combination, I guess. Um, what, like, are they groovy? Like an, e- like an eel with heels wouldn't be weird. Uh, did you say heels or eels? Heels, high heel shoes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not a llama with eels, because yeah, the, the llama would stand out at like a party situation. <laughs> and in fact, I don't think if, if eels were ever playing spin the bottle, I don't think the llama would get a look in because they'd be a bit too ugly for him. He would be, yeah. See, when you said eels, I was thinking, hey, what the fuck? Um, but heels, southern accent, isn't it? Eels, heels. Actually, there's very little difference. Eels, heels, Heel, eels and eels. No, no, eels and heels. Actually, quite hard for me to say. Eels and heels. If you just said wheels, then mate, I could sort of like you know see a llama with uh, roller skates. You can't have a llama with wheels. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um. I, anyway, we are. We mm. could talk about llamas in heels, uh, with wheels, uh, with eels. I guess <laughs> for a while. Uh, or we can talk about what we're here to do, which is talk about movies from our childhood that we have not seen for a very, very, very long time. Um. Uh, or in some cases, not seen at all. If depending on what the other person picks. Um. So our last show, we talked about Toy Soldiers from, was that 1991, was it? Um, when that came y- out? Yes, let's say so. Let's go with that. Um, and um, a film, again, that we'd only seen once before for a very, very long time. Uh, but we both enjoyed it, didn't we? Mm, so that was good. good. And uh, the whole point of this is, we've been doing it for over a year now, is to sort of go back to those movies that we we watched as a kid and thought, wow, that's amazing. Uh, but we kind of haven't watched it for a long time. So uh, watch them now with an adult head on. I use the quotation marks. Uh, and, uh, you know, are they any good? Do they live up to the memory and all that jazz? That's right. Yeah, in a nutshell. Awesome. I always I always ask for clarification. I mean, yeah, I think I, I should... I don't know why. You should know it just as well as I do. <laughs> It's just to, you know, validate what I'm saying is right, you know. Um, <laughs> just tell me I'm right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm married, so it's like I do need that kind of validation to know that yeah, what I'm saying. I'm that right. Is a fair, that's a fair point. Yeah, fair point. I'll give you that. Um, so, uh, I suppose, uh, running alongside a movie show that we, we do, um, we do, we're doing a TV show as well, which at the moment is focusing on Sledgehammer. Um so that's something else that you you should check out if you haven't done so already. But I'm sure they listen to all the shows that we we do because you know well, I think yeah, we well, we they, are the they back- better do or I'll find out where they live and I'll fucking punch them. Yeah, we're the we're the backbone of 60MW, aren't we? Really, you know, we yeah, keep it going. We are the solid spine. Yes, and it's it you know because Dave's got the schedule now of uh, a Monday and a Thursday release for the podcasts. And last year, when we got tons of podcasts like kind of back on hold, we were backed up. It's like you know we we needed that bit of um, 
you know, oh, what's the a, a laxative to sort of get them all out? Because um, we were backed up with so many podcasts. Like yeah. we record one and then it wouldn't be released for a month. Whereas like yeah. now we record one and it's out the next week. It's like, whoa, yeah. whoa God, I mean, like, us- like our Halloween show that came out at Christmas. <laughs> I'll never let I'll never let Dave live that down. Uh, but it did come out on Friday the thirteenth. So you know, mm, well. There's some mm. timing there, I guess. Well, I, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so uh, you picked Toy Soldiers, so yes. then it reverts back to my turn. Uh, so I picked a film from... Now, having looked into it, initially I thought 1989, but then it appears that it may not have been actually been released until 1990, um, especially in this country. Um, it, it looks as if it was released in West Germany, Portugal, Australia, Sweden, the Netherlands, Brazil... Den- and Denmark in 1989. Oh yeah, they're the biggest box offices is is in the world. Of course, and also looking at this, um, it, it was released on Christmas Day in Brazil. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Happy Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and then in in Denmark, it was released on Boxing Day. Um, uh, you know, in 1989. Um, and then it was released in 1990 in January in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> And then in Finland, uh, and then in February, it was released in Uruguay, uh, the 27th of February, Japan, and then, you know, the country of its origin, the USA, it was released in <laughs> March. Jesus. Weird. Uh, yeah, 1990. Um, and then France, then Spain, then UK, and then finally in Hungary in 1990. So, yeah, it was released, uh, again, whether this is true or not, because it's IMDb and, and IMDb... I don't know if it's 100% accurate. But let's just say it was between 1989 and 1990. It was yeah. uh, it was released. And it is a movie starring Rutger Hauer. Uh, and it's called Blind Fury. And now, I can't remember when we last spoke, but have you seen this before? Well, I thought I had. Ooh. And it turns out I hadn't. Ooh. So I don't. I've got no idea what I was mixing it up with. Yes, there's more blind swordsmanship films, but I, I could have honestly. I, I would have bet my lung, one <laughs> lung, because I'll need the other one. I would have bet a lung that I'd seen this, and I'm not one for having no recollection of anything at all, to be honest. So uh, when I watched this, it's like uh, uh, within two minutes, I thought I have not seen this. So what? I'm now intrigued to what the fuck I thought it was, but I don't know. That so, is, yeah. I was a, I was a blind fury virgin. That is kind of bizarre because, like you said, you you can't really mix it up with much else. I mean, there's other, I suppose, film like samurai type films. Yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a Korean or a Japanese one or something, but I wouldn't get that mixed up. Not with Rutger Hauer. So, no. So I, I, I honestly no idea. That's like a dream that I made up. I, who knows? How bizarre. Well, there you go. Mm. So it turned out that it was a first watch for you. That's that's good. Yes. Uh, so that's even more exciting because, uh, well, it's exciting, you know, to see see a film that we haven't seen for, for years to find out whether we like it or not. But it's even more exciting in some ways to know if you enjoy it, you know, having never seen it before. So there you go. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so yeah, um, directed by Philip Noyce. Uh, nice, th- nice. I, I always think of um, Brooklyn Ninety Nine. Bro- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, Philip Noyce, uh, who apparently is an Australian director. Now I have heard of him before, and I think he's possibly one of the m- more high-profile 
directors that have gone on to do other things. So he did the um, the uh, Jack Ryan movies with Harrison Ford, so Patriot Games mm. and Clear and Present okay. Danger. Yeah. Uh, Sliver. Do you remember that one with Sharon Stone? Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, that that, that was sort of around the time when um, Basic Instinct came out. I, and think, it, I think it was just, just after Basic Instinct and everyone was still clamouring to see her boobs again. Yeah, and uh, it's like, ooh, she's going to make another sexy film yeah. and uh, and all that kind of stuff. That was around the time when there were lots and lots of those kind of... I think it was it Joe Esterhouse was sort of like one of the, the renowned writer of, of smutty sort of, you know, sort of like, you know, high-class type films, but they're really realistically like soft porn. You know, yeah. like Red Shoe Diaries with a budget kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, we managed to get a semi-famous woman naked. Yes. The film, basically, that was it. <laughs> Yeah, we've got Sharon Stone to show off her fanny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Anyway, um, and then he's done a few other things. Um, uh, He did a film, which I haven't heard uh, seen, I must admit, but I've heard of it and I've heard it is quite good. Um, I think he actually is producer of it, but um, Rabbit... um, Oh, fuck me. I've just fucking lost it, haven't I, you dick? Uh, Rabbit? Rabbit Proof Fence. There you go. Oh, I've heard of that. I've not seen it. Kenneth Branagh, and it's about um, Aborigines and things like that. Was it? Uh, I thought it was about growing, like, Swedes. <laughs> farming rabbits. Yeah. Rampant yeah, far- rabbits. Yeah, farming rabbits, making sex toys, or growing vegetables uh, and keeping them out of the rabbit's way. Yes, sort of mm. a bit like that. Uh, is it The Bone Collector with um, Angelina Jolie? I and- don't recall anyone going growing Swedes in that one. And Denzel Washington. Um, I've Denzel Washington. Washington. Hurrah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Washington. Uh, um, and so, yeah, I mean, like I said, he's he's after um, Blind Fury, He's he's gone on to do a few sort of like, you know, decent big budget things, I guess. Uh, yeah. he, he also did, directed Dead Calm with um, Nicole Kidman. Uh, yeah, I you remember that one. And Sam Neill. Again, mm. I've never actually seen that, but that's the, the sort of like... It was It was always one of those ones that I remember the trailer for more than anything else, and I was probably a bit too young to watch it you know, on VHS, and it wouldn't have interested me because it, you know, it wasn't Die Hard or... Um, is, that what, is, that, is that a film where someone gets on their boat? Yeah, Billy Zane, and he's a bit yeah. crazy, apparently. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's sort of a, like a... Oh, yeah, like someone's broken into a house. And yeah. they kidnap people and do stuff to them. But only this time it's in the sea. Yes. So there's no escape. Yeah. One of Nicole Kidman's earlier films, I guess. Yeah, so. when she had really, really curly hair. That's it. Yeah, really curly red hair. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so and Just start- after BMX Bandits. Yeah. Oh, my God. I saw it. I went, I went to the pictures to see that when I was a kid. Ooh, I'm adding that to the list. I thought that was the best film ever. Cause yeah, I, was- I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, when I was a kid... Um, I didn't have a BMX. My friend did, and he had some really cool, you know, the uh, the the caps that you put on the the uh, the the tires. Uh, he had some like dice shaped ones, which were amazing. Um, oh, I but I that. I had a, a grifter, <laughs> which wasn't really the same as a <laughs> as a BMX. A um, lot heavier, a lot more difficult to pop wheelies and do tricks yes. and stuff like that. See, I always wanted one of the face masks they have. Um, like the- <sighs> They have the helmet, don't they? And then the mask they put on separately. I always wanted one of them. I thought that was the probably the coolest thing the world 
was in the world at that time. Yeah, that was probably one of the first films I ever saw at the cinema, thinking about it, because that's going to be 1982-ish, uh, you know, and so I'd have been about six. Yeah. Um, wow, that's crazy. Um, so, yeah, starring Rutger Hauer, uh, as I mentioned, uh, I mean, he died in 2019, he was 75, and but, you know, he'd had a, a pretty good career, it's fair to yeah. say, I think. Um, it... <sighs> It's one of those that he's always going to be remembered for Blade Runner, isn't he? That's the yeah, the movie that or the Guinness adverts. That you know what I was just going to say that because I had forgotten about them until I started to look into his IMDb a little bit, and I thought he was in some Guinness adverts for a long time. Like we're talking probably about five years, he did yeah. Guinness adverts for proper long campaign, wasn't it? Yeah, and and I I've just watched a few of them on YouTube, and they they are proper weird. Um, it's worth just going back and watching them, you know, very sort of bizarre and abstract, you know, which is basically about somebody drinking Guinness. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, he's, he's always going to be remembered for, for Blade Runner. I mean, yeah. he's, he's done other things that I've seen, um, you know, and, and I think in that sort of period of the eighties, you know, he had quite a, you know, um, he had a like look, a, he had a definite, had a def- different look from everyone else yeah i mean i remember watching the hitcher again a film i haven't watched for a long long time and he just did kind of creepy calm intimidating very well didn't he you know i think he yeah. got like you said that look about him um well and that's, then, that's what i started to watch before i watched this was it yeah i even got two notes on it <laughs> moody music and smoking and um, then oh fuck it's the wrong film <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant um mm. but uh yeah and then again another film that sort of did the rounds in terms of vhs trailers that i i watched a lot but never actually saw the film of was yeah. a film called the salute of the jugger i don't know if you remember or have heard of that one no which i think is from what i grasped from the trailer is sort of like a post-apocalyptic you know fighting film um uh and then um he sort of, in the 90s, did lots of what I class as lower budget stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, I, there was nothing really of any prominence that I think he's he's remembered for in, in you know, the 90s particularly. And then he popped up in Batman, um, Batman Begins. I don't know if you remember his part in that. He sort of mm. plays one of the sleazy board members. Who tries to shaft uh, Bruce yeah, Wayne? Yeah, I know. I think I, know, I, haven't, I haven't seen that for, for a long, long time. Yeah, uh, and then he was in uh, Sin City um, briefly. Um, he, he played a sort of priest in that. Um, so, and then he did that film, which I've not seen. I must admit, but sort of again, it's one of those indie darlings that people tend to talk about. Is uh, Hobo with a Shotgun? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not seen it either. No. 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 So, um, you know, a pretty decent career, but I think it's one of those that he's always going to be remembered for Blade Runner, is it? I mean, you know, yeah. uh, which it's fair enough. I mean, you know, it's a good part to be remembered for, isn't it? Yeah, um, not bad, not bad. Uh, he he plays uh, the lead character called Nick Parker, and then you've got uh, Terry O'Quinn. Um, he plays a character called Frank Devereaux, who is his best friend. Um, now, right. Yes, yes. Frank Devereaux. What was... John Claude Van Damme's character's name in Universal Soldier. Oh, oh, I don't know. 
Um, I'm sure that Luke. Was it? Oh, Luke Devereaux, yes. There you but go. It, I did that without looking at Oh, ooh. Damn it. I wonder, I wonder if they take place in the same universe. Ah, there you go. Um, well, they, blind, the Blind Fury cinematic universe. <laughs> well, there are, there, believe it or not, there are some uh, crossovers between this, Blind Fury, and some previous films that we've watched. So I know of... I can think of one. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, t- there's two... Um, which are in they're even in the same film that we've watched oh bollocks and then there's well if I've got the same one that means I'm missing another one ah there you go um, uh, and then Brand- Brandon Call who plays Billy Devereaux the boy uh, right I recognise that name was was he he was in something else wasn't he was he a bit older was he in Baywatch was he Baywatch. Michael Hasselhoff's son yeah Hobie oh yeah it's nice to see Never it was never anything other than an Unsufferable little cunt. <laughs> ah, um, uh, and then uh, I'm trying to try and think. Oh, so here we go. Randall Tex Cobb, who who plays a character called Slag, <laughs> which is a great name. Yes. Uh, so he was one of the special people in the Golden Child. Yes, he was. He was. Yeah, I think we called him Prawn Face or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was the one who sort of spastically laughed when the kid made a little Pepsi can uh, dance around. That was it, yeah. Was mm. he the one with... Did he turn him good in the end? If yeah, I... we turned him, yeah, he turned him good. And I think then someone twatted him, but I can't remember. But yeah, he was watching the little kid eat bloody porridge and then he did his magic thing. What the, oh, he touched him, didn't he? And then he uh, became oh. good after he laughed like a spaz watching this can dance. Ah, oh, there you go. There you go. Um, so, yeah, and then... Um, some of the other, I suppose, notable names. Uh, Sho Kasugi, who's uh, done a lot of um, martial arts movies. His son does martial arts movies now called Kane Kasugi. I've seen him in a few things. Um, but yeah, he's another one from the sort of, I suppose, you know, my childhood. I'd watch uh, stuff that he was in. There's a film called Pray for Death and um, Black Eagle with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, seen Black Eagle. Not uh, seen the first one. And other things like that. So yeah, he's in it for about 30 seconds. Um <laughs> Uh, and yeah, that's uh, about it. Now I won't give away the two other people that are in um, the other movie that we've watched until we get to it. But uh, yeah, so um, I actually have a genuine piece of trivia. Oh, <gasps> no so way! Not now. When we get there, I mean, it'll be trivia you're not interested in at all. But it's something I know. Well, oh, it's either trivia or an amazing coincidence. Okay, mm, interesting. Mm. Um, Right, so have you got a synopsis for the film? Yes, well, kind of, because um, IMDb does not go overboard with it, put it that way. So uh, we shall say the synopsis is thus. Mm. A blind Vietnam vet, trained as a sword fighter, comes to America and helps rescue the son of a fellow soldier. Uh, That's about it, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, there's no Metacritic, so we've got no critic reviews yeah, of this. Yeah, kind of, kind of disappointed and surprised. I thought there would have been one. Yeah, because there have been for other films around that time period yeah. that we've done. Um, but uh, from what I have read, the the film did very poorly upon release. Uh, I think the budget was about $10 million and it made about $2 million domestic. So, you know, it, it was a failure and a flop because... Uh, for reading again, reading into it, apparently there was going to be a sequel, which was planned, 
um, but never materialised, which, uh, you know, you'd think it could be, I mean, like, you know, today TV is such a huge thing, isn't it, that yeah. you, you could almost imagine that there'd be a film and then there'd be like a TV spin-off, you know. Yeah, I could imagine a TV spin-off being a bit like a an A-team type Incredible Hulk type thing where he goes town to town helping people mm. from, you know, uh, carrot stealers and you know, possum rustlers or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Because um, yeah. it's got that in it, hasn't it? Sort of like the, yeah. you know, a blind wanderer who goes around helping people and does, the, you know, fights bad guys and stuff like that. So I am genuinely um, intrigued to... So I know you're not going to be able to answer it, but what what film you 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 thought it was that you'd seen? Um, oh, I haven't got a clue. I genuinely can't think now. Yeah. Hey ho. Um, but uh, yeah. So um, shall we have a listen to the trailer? Yes. There we go. Okay. Here's the trailer for Blind Fury. Nick Parker is quick as a snake, strong as a bull, not to mention blind as a bat. Nice doggy. What's your problem? You blind? Yeah. Holy He came for a friendly visit. Blind man. But his timing was a little off. Now, a young boy wants his guidance. Did you ever cry? The strong man is never afraid to cry. They've got him, don't they? Where's my son? He's here. He's fine. And the boy's father needs his help. Now, if you want to keep him that way... Unreasonable men make life so difficult. Shoot! The blind Zorro! If you can't handle it, get me somebody that can. Get me Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee is dead. Then get his brother. Rutger Hauer. I also do circumcision. Blind Fury. There you go. That was the trailer. Um, Pretty short trailer. It's like a minute and a half trailer. you know, uh, in terms of length and whatever, and also it sets it up as a, a sort of a, I suppose there's a bit of comedy in it, but it gives away some of the best bits. Like I mentioned, you've got Shokasugi in it, who um, is an assassin, um, and he's in most of the trailer, uh, which is as about the same length that he's in in the film. Um, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it's uh, just two minute cameo essentially. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of its rating on IMDb, uh, I should have said, it's got a 6.4 out of 10 out of 15,077 votes uh, or ratings. Uh, it's also an hour and 26 minutes long. Yeah, so, it falls in that sweet spot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and we get to the... the, the um, my most anticipated part of doing this show, my most enjoyable part, or one of the most enjoyable parts, is how many pages of notes have you written about this uh, film? Uh, 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 six and a half. So six and a half A4s. So I've done seven and three quarters A4s. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't suddenly do A4 as well. No, well, I, I, I thought I'd save a bit of paper and... It's it you know, 
Well, it, no, because you've used the same amount of paper. <laughs> okay. Well, it's the unless first. you're pulling off some weird physics thing, you would have written the same amount in A5. You have not saved paper. It was just I knew. See, see, this is the thing. See, um, as we've established, you know, my writing is quite big because I write in capitals. But um, with the movie shows, I tend to write on an A4 pad. And then the TV shows, I tend to write on a smaller pad, like an A5 pad, if I've got one to hand, or it's whatever's to hand, really. Because I know I that I'm going like to write... This. I don't like this change. You've, you've written stuff, you've typed stuff. Now we're paper... Now we go around paper sizes like a prostitute. I don't like it. It's just that it's whatever's to hand. But I, I knew I was going to write a fair bit for the film, because it's a film, you know. So it, it's like... If it's a, I'm writing a, like a little an A5 notepad. I'm gonna to have tons and tons of pages, aren't I? So I'm gonna be flicking, no, I, I flicking. It. I get it. I just don't agree with it. Um, the weird thing is though, th- my writing is actually now neat. Neat is a word that I wouldn't use, but I am pretty confident I could read 99% of this without a problem. Wow. See, more or less, it's it's by far the neatest that I've done. Bloody hell. I uh, watched this film last night with my wife and uh, it held her attention, so I'll, I'll, I'll give that much away. Um, uh, but yeah, for, I suppose I should tell people about my history. It's one of those films oh, yeah. that... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched this... Um, it would have been... A, so 1990, 1991, uh, I'd have been uh, about... How old would I have been? Or about 14 for sort of you know teenager yeah. uh and as i've Fresh said before pubes, all that kind of stuff yeah masturbating lots we had sky you know so satellite tv at the time so it would have been one of those movies that i would have watched on satellite tv it wasn't a rental i know that much um but it was so it was definitely a sky movie and then it was one that i watched uh, i would have recorded and then watched and rewatched, you know a few times but it's probably been God, maybe 15, 20 years since I've last watched it, you know. So it has definitely been a while, but yeah. I definitely did watch it quite a lot. And I remember enjoying it, um, you know, when I was younger. So, um, yeah, there you go. Um, so we'll, I would say first watch for you, uh, been a good few years for me. So, uh, shall we get into it then? Yes, let's, let's dive in. Let's deep, deep, deep dive. Let's. Um, Fist this film. So um, it opens up with sort of like a close up of the sword, doesn't it? And yeah. you know, and then uh, cuts back to the name of the film, and um, you know, so it gives you some idea as to what the film's about, or at least there's a sword in it. It yeah. kind of it reminded me of the the, the opening to Cobra, where you get a yeah. close up of his gun. You know what I mean? Kind of. Um, and then you sort of you you can hear radio chatter and there's like it opens up to like a crash site helicopter and there's lots of dead bodies. It's a bit more. Oh, bloody. So it was a helicopter then. Yeah, I think so. Good, good, because I wasn't sure because of later on in the film, which when we get there, I thought I'd got it wrong. I was sure it was a helicopter crash. Oh mm. right, I like that. That's fine. Yeah, thank God uh, for that. And uh, you kind of you you're led to believe you know it's Vietnam. Yep. There's de- dead bodies. It's it's a lot bloodier than I remember like with the dead bodies and stuff yeah uh, um, and you can hear 
Rutger sort of like his character saying he can't see and he's calling for Frank yeah. and he's got a knife in his hand and he's walking through like a swamp type thing, isn't he? Yeah, you know? fumbling his way through it. Um, and then he walks into uh, like a tripwire sort yeah. of an rope. Ewok, an Ewok trap. <laughs> yeah, it is because uh, it's like you know he, it's a net, isn't it? So he gets yeah. scooped up into the air, uh, gets caught. And then it looks as if he's been treated, you know, because he's got sort of like um, leaves. Oh, yeah, I've got old leafy eyes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> he's got light leaves sort of, you know, uh, strapped to his, his eyes, you know, and um, it, there's a young child uh, stroking his head. Yeah, while an old woman just witters on like anything. Yes, um, and, you know, he, he's sort of seeing flashbangs and stuff, like, I suppose, again, like flashbacks to yeah. what's what happened um and there's a, a a strange little man sort of in the background teaching him how to use his senses yeah uh, this is weird because he's eating food and then he tries to feed him a snake yeah and um obviously that surprises him because he can't see so if someone puts a snake in your face it's by his lips you. Yeah. yeah and so then i don't understand the vietnamese fella is then gesturing to him you know, use your ears while speaking Vietnamese. So if I'm Rutger Hauer and I'm blind, I mean, A, I can't see this bloke gesturing towards his ears, and B, I ain't got a fucking clue what he's saying. Yeah. He's How just... the hell did he learn anything? Yeah. <laughs> I've got questions about the opening. What the... How did he learn it? He didn't speak Vietnamese. Uh. How the... do you teach a, a, a blind American to speak Vietnamese... From a starting point of zero, with no kind of, yeah, with none of this, with no translation. Mm, yeah. And also, it's like, uh, so the whole snake bit, it, it, you know, and the guy in the background is pointing to his ears, like, sort of like saying, listen, listen. Yeah. And, and then listen all the sounds, you dumb American bastard. Yeah. Use your use your ears. So it's like it's almost like it's the first time he's been able to use his hear is it his ears his ears <laughs> because you yeah. know because then he sp- he has a little smile on his face like oh shit I can hear oh, yeah, shit <laughs> I, I can hear what can I hear I can hear someone hitting iron and someone pounding grain mm. and then and then time passes because he has a beard yes of y- sorts you can tell he's uh, that time is passing because. His hair gets longer and his beard gets longer. Yeah, and um, they're, they're playing that that hilarious Vietnamese pastime of let's well fruit ninja essentially, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and and also he's using him to he's using him he's teaching him to use his other senses. So it's like smelling the melon, you know. <laughs> it's like you've got a nose. Yeah. Uh, y- you know, um, you know, and again, look, the point is obviously that he's blind, so he's teaching him how to heighten his senses, you, you know, using his other senses and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. it is a bit daft. I mean, you know. Well, they then seem adamant that he must learn the way of the sword. Yes. But why? Why, yeah. why, why? Right. You know, Americans, hmm, they're not doing really nice things in Vietnam in general. So if you had a blind one turn up in your village, why would you think, do you know what? He's blind. I'm going to teach him the way of ninja. He's going to be an expert swordsman. I don't yeah. know why. I don't know what purpose. He's not, it's not like he's going out hunting for them. 
They literally turn him into a killing machine with hyper senses and pack him on his way. Mm. So what I don't get is that it's set in Vietnam, this sort of opening segment stuff. Now, all I know about Vietnam, uh, you know, from Oliver Stone movies and, um, you know, things like that. I didn't realise that there were people who lived in Vietnam that were sort of like, you know, swordsman type, you know, guerrilla warfare and stuff like that. Yes, you know, in the Vietnam War, but not necessarily you know, indigenous yeah. population that were, you know, like, like you said, kind of samurai ninja yeah. type dudes. I didn't, uh, I didn't either. It's, uh... So if, it, if, I mean, if it was Japan, like, um, what's the, the, uh, the last samurai with, um, Tom Cruise or whatever, yeah. that, that's sort of like, you know, I suppose a similar type of idea, isn't it? like a for, foreigner going into a, a land and being taught the ways of the, you know, the samurai, etc., and all that kind of stuff. But it, yeah, it's it's so it just it's strange, isn't it? Like you know, but I'll, I'm go with it. I didn't. It, yeah, it's 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 an unusual setup. It doesn't make any sense, but fine. Yeah, I mean, we get to see him with yeah very long hair, and he's got proper COVID hair and beard by the by the time he's ready to leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, so that, again, they'd sort of like there's just lots of little things that they're building up. So one of them is like this. Um, little dude he's he's obviously shit up with his sword because yeah. uh you know they're throwing melons in the air and he's slicing them up and all sorts yeah, slices um, them twice and he's boat in uh across the horizontal and the vertical yeah. so he ends up with four quarters it's uh you yeah, know very pr- very precise yes um they're trying to get rutger howard to do it obviously he ain't got a fucking clue he, he swings at it and misses um and they're playing the uh the fun game and basically they're kind of tormenting him a little bit aren't they because yeah uh, <laughs> yeah you know, they've got a, a melon on a, uh, which is a bit like a conker, you know, uh, but melon-sized. And they're swinging it in front of his face, which clearly he can't see, and yeah. it bops him on the head. Yeah. Uh, a little With comedy a little moment. Plonk. Yeah. Um, and uh, But then the little dude, who is quite little in comparison He's to... He's very little. Is that, was Rooker Howard a big man? I don't know, you know. Um, I didn't research that, funnily he enough. He didn't seem overly giant in uh, Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, this man's proper midget, but not he, proper midget because he's you know he looks normal. But um, <laughs> he's he's very small in proportion, shall we, shall we say? Yeah, um, and so he's sort of like this bit I can understand more because it's more about touch, isn't it? And so yeah. he's te- he's teaching Rukahara, uh almost like a, a kata type of thing, isn't he? You know, like he's yeah. he's sort of like standing in front of him and. Um, Nick's got his 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 arms and his hands, you know, touching, and he's he's matching his feet and his posture and his stance and all that kind of stuff. So that that bit I can kind of understand, and yeah. um, you know, um, and then you know, as time develops, as you said, you can see he's more relaxed. You know, he, he knows his surroundings. He just seems more zen, kind of thing. Yeah. You know. Uh, and then he pulls off the trick, you know, the slicing trick and everything. And, you, you know, you realise at that point he's fully he's trained. ready. Yes. Don't know what for, but he's ready. Yeah. And the village rejoices. Yes. Um, but he lives there for a very long time, it seems, because yes. 20 years pass. Um, and he's then in Florida. Yes. Uh, wandering up the road. uh Using his because he's now got it as a, it, you don't know he's got the sword you know but yeah. he's got a walking stick uh, which he's used or a cane you know he's using that to sort of like you know knock cans out the way 
he can step over dog shit. That's one yep. of his superpowers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you sense dog shit through a stick? Uh, yeah. And um, but then again, this is where you know I suppose the tone of the film is that it, it is an action film, but also it's it's got comedy elements to it as well, because he stops right in front of a a crocodile or an alligator, and um, you know puts his sort of stick he's around the mouth of of the crocodile. And uh, is it crocodile or alligator? It's an alligator. Be? An alligator, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he put you know puts his stick around the mouth of the uh, and he really he goes, oh, he steps over it, but then he goes, nice doggy kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so it, it's got that sort of comedic element to it yeah. as well, I think, hasn't it? He hasn't aged much in 20 years either. No, and he's he's, he's fully trimmed now. He's had his hair cut, yeah. his, his beard's shaved off. Got himself a groovy Walkman. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing as well. You think you, you need your senses. Yeah. You've cut off one of them by using a Walkman. Yeah, um, I mean, being blind and then putting music on, you'd think would, would leave you at a somewhat of a disadvantage when uh, wandering around the world. Mm. And also, he he does stand out a little bit. I mean, he's got like a long white sort of trench coat type thing on and yeah. a cap. Um, and he just looks a bit goofy, doesn't he? I think, you know, he just looks a bit odd. Yeah, yeah, he, he looks odd and he's, he is a bit odd. As well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does stand out at a wee little bit. Um, but he stops at a bar. There's lots of stopping at bars and, so, and sort of yeah. like roadside restaurants in this film. Um, you know, I guess that's to play the you know or, or portray the part that he you know he does move around quite a lot. Um, but yeah, he stops at this bar and it, pretty much everywhere. It's like, yeah, I I, I don't know what. You know, people, I suppose, are a bit more sensitive to people who've got, um, you know, uh, disabilities or people don't even call them disabilities anymore, do you? Sort of like, you know, mm. l- what what would you call, less abled or whatever. Or, no, but that's not, that's even um, worse. Um, uh, sen- sensually challenged? Sen- sensually challenged, yes. I'll <laughs> um, um, <laughs> um, um, non... Non-normal, no, not non-normal, that's even worse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what's, what, what's, no, what's a term for normal? Um, proper. <laughs> yeah, non-proper. <laughs> Fine. Uh, uh, Nothing wrong with you. I don't know. Uh, we need to go on a course, really, don't we, I think. Um, yeah, uh, d- I don't know. Um anyway broken so, homo sapien i don't know yeah so like now obviously there's loads of different charities and things like that set up and whatever but it's yeah. almost like back in the 90s you know if anybody had a disability uh or you know if they're blind or deaf or whatever it seems as if just basically everybody fucks with you <laughs> yeah everybody messes with you everybody tries to trick you everybody tries to you know do horrible things to you, yeah, um, especially Mexicans. Yeah. Um, so he stops at this this bar for a, a burrito, uh, and uh, you know people there are just fucking with him, aren't they? Really, you know, particularly this one dude. Um, and so you know he says, "Oh, you need to have some sauce on your burrito," uh, and he asks him what he wants, and he goes, "Oh, just mild, please." So he he sort of shoves loads of you know, hot, sp- spicy sauce on this yeah. burrito. Really watery sauce as well. It looks horrible, doesn't it? Yeah, no, yeah. it looks like, 
you know when you have diarrhea and, <laughs> at first, at first you get those slightly solid flakes, and if you have really bad diarrhea after about the fourth time, you just shit in water. That's what it yeah. looks like. It's like yeah. shit water in a bottle. It's not pleasant. No. Um, so he start he eats it, and he kind of does that f- face of like, ooh, ooh, you know, oh, this is hot, this is hot. But then you know, he he turns the joke back on this dude, uh, yeah. and he goes, oh, have you got anything hotter? Kind of thing. You know, yeah. it's too mild for me. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, they start hassling a woman that walks into the bar. Yeah, because 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 obviously Nick's Nick's sort of retorted against him. His bottom lip comes out, turns around, and just thinks, I'm going to, yeah, this woman's coming. Let's just steal a handbag or purse. Yeah, because we're fucking just, uh, teenage kids, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we'll just throw it around, and one of them throws it too hard, and it lands by uh, by Nick's feet. Mm. And he, he scoops it up with his stick, and uh, Mexican says, uh, give me back give me back your purse. And then, um, well, give, give me that purse. And he replies, are you sure it goes with your dress? Yeah. Which, um, does not go down well because then we he uh, Mexican gets the trusty flick knife out. That's it, yeah. Yeah, good old flick knife and uh, yeah, and then yeah, he plays it a bit. He plays it a bit silly and then proceeds to twat them all with his stick, but yeah. only the stick at this point. Yeah, so he walks right into the knife, like doesn't he? Like he because yeah. you know he sort of, uh, and then he realizes that there's a pointy thing there. Um, uh, obviously, the knife and. Then he sort of does this. It it's almost it's a bit like um like Laurel and Hardy kind of things, you know, where he's he's trying his best to not hit people, but he is. And yeah. I th- don't think that you know. I think he was doing he was hitting them on purpose, but yeah. he was playing it down as if you know he was yeah, just he's apologising as it yeah. happens and stuff. To yeah. Him. yeah, it's sort of like going, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were there." Like just as he's hit somebody, as they're all kind of attacking him, basically, aren't they? Yeah. Um, there's about what half a dozen blokes there, five or six blokes. Yeah, I'd uh, say so. Yeah, yeah, five. Yeah, I'm going five. I don't want to commit to six, so I'll say yeah. five. But it's a what? So again, I'm curious to know because obviously this is the first time you've watched it. But uh, so, what did did you think about this? You know, did you think it was very daft? A bit, you know, did you roll your eyes? Did you like it? Did or is that giving away too much? It's giving away too much. Okay, fair enough. Um, I thought it was a nice little bit of slapstick. Uh, you know, it was quite fun. It's quite well done. Um, so, yeah, and then changing scene, like you know, and tone all together. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a, it goes to uh, Reno, and uh, there's a guy being hung by his feet from a roof. Yeah. Um, and. Um, it turns out that this is Frank, and he owes a lot of money. You know, he's a gambler. Uh, he's a bit of a loser, and yeah. um, he you can't know, pay it. What a twat! Yeah. So he's also a chemist. So they're using him to manufacture a, a drug, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and he refuses to do it. Um, but then you know, they're obviously dangling him from a, a roof. Um, and there's a sort of a mishmash of bad guys isn't there because you got slag yeah uh, we it, don't find the names at the end we've got we got slag we've got the two sort of well cowboy type people yeah and then lurking in the you got the main one who we don't know but i think he's called claude isn't he but we don't know his name at that point mm. and lurking in the in the background there was someone i just referred to as count fatula <laughs> he's like a fat dracula because <laughs> yeah. he's, he's just for this scene he's just there his face 
his big fat vampire face just blurred in the background. It was, I found it quite <laughs> off-putting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all, it is, because you've got the main sort of like uh, villain cowboy dude who's doing like the talking, and he's just standing in the background. He, he, he's not heavy, is he? He's more like... No. You know, well, I, he's the, I, I thought he might be the accountant or something, but I don't. I'm, yeah. I'm not entirely sure what his position was. No, no. Um, but yeah, so they, um, even though you know, obviously they threatened to kill him. Um, what really convinces him to do the job is that they're going to go and get his ex-wife and son. Yeah. Um, and then, as it turns out, going back uh, to another day, Nick is then. Uh, walking along the road and he's looking for Frank and he goes yeah. to his old house, doesn't he? Yeah. Cut to a cut to the a kid in a bedroom who's uh, make, is it, making a clay dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, and sneezes and it falls out of the... Well, he sneezes it out of the window or does he drop it out of the window or a mixture of both. I think Either way, clumsy yeah. little bastard. <laughs> he so. goes... <laughs> I think he sneezes and and sort of like launches it out the window. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking idiots. <laughs> and just to get, again, it's, it builds it up relatively slowly because you've kind of seen a little bit of his prowess, but you're not sure whether or not he's he meant it or it was just all slapstick and whatever. But he, you see, just out of shot, his hand come into the the, the shot and he catches the dinosaur before it. Yeah falls to the floor so you're thinking okay yeah you know um even though you can't see he's like fucking daredevil isn't he you know yeah. um so uh yeah and then he knocks on the door and meg foster opens the door and you don't know this explicitly but it kind of it's she's totting up you know things on a calculator and you know it, it seems as if maybe they've got money problems yeah um because you know, she's she looks worried and everything, and she explains that Frank doesn't live there anymore, um, but invites him in. She's got eyes like a cyborg. She has, hasn't she? So she's one of those actresses that um, you know you would have recognised from thing films in the nineties, like um, They Live. She was in that, mm. um, and she was Evil in in um, Masters of the Universe. Was she? Yeah. Well, I never. There you go. And also, so this is something that my wife pointed out, um, which is kind of typical of something that she would point out, is that she's got really blue eyes, hasn't she? Yeah. And also... Well, they're almost not blue. They're kind of blue. It's like they're blue at the, round the... Round round the roundness. Fuck me. Round the edge <laughs> of the pupil. Not the pupil. What's the fucking colour bit called? The oh, I- God damn it. The, the iris. iris? Yes. Yeah. Like the edge of the iris is blue and it almost goes fucking white. Yeah. They're very striking. Yeah. Um, very unusual look. Um, and also something I found out about Meg Foster today is that um, she was... Did you did you have to watch Cagney and Lacey? Uh, I've, I've seen a few. Not many. Not many, okay. to be honest. She was... Um, she played Christine Cagney before Sharon Glest did. Um which you know um, will will mean something to people that watched um, Cagney and Lacey, um, but yeah, so that kind of blew my mind because I knew that Loretta Swit. Uh, you have no idea what I'm talking about, right, now, do you? Um, oh, but yeah, L- Loretta Swit. What's a, yeah. what's a beautiful name? She she was Cagney before Cag. You know, Sharon Gless was Cagney, but then Meg Foster was Cagney for a little bit as well. That's how that's many fucking Cagneys were there. <laughs> 
Um, so anyway, was there, sorry, was there just the one lacy? There was, I think there was just the one Lacey, yes. That they must, were have, happy that must have been very jarring when Cagney changed again and then Lacey's just pretending that it's the same human being. But yeah, they were happy with Lacey, but they weren't happy with Cagney. Um, I think the reason why they changed Meg Foster was because they thought she was too aggressive um, and a bit would uh, appeal too much to lesbians. <laughs> 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 Which you know nowadays th- that that would be something they'd be looking for, yeah. isn't it? But we don't the, want no lesbians watching our show. Not in the eighties. Um, so, uh, but yeah. So, um, uh, uh, um, oh god, what's his fucking name? Nick. So he sort of like he knows who Billy is, um, you know. But Billy's the uh, kid. Oh, yes, Billy's the kid. Because he signed his name on the. Um, the dinosaur that yeah. went out the window, uh, and so you know um, that the, again. This is the yeah. So this is the word, the terminology I think I was looking for because uh, Billy says like to Ma, his mom, "Mom, is he?" And she turns around and says, "Yes, he's visually impaired." What was he, uh, What was he going to say that was so bad? Blind, I guess. Well, it's not that bad, is it? It's not like cripple or spacker, mong <laughs> man. Fine, blind. <clears throat> you, I'm offended because I've got no working eyes, and you've called me blind. There's worse things to be called. You know, like weird little mole man. I don't know. <laughs> blind. I was trying uh, to think of a really nasty word he was going to say, and I couldn't. No, um, but so, but so Nick, you know, I suppose makes them feel a bit more comfortable about it because he says, "Yeah, not to mention as well, I'm blind as a bat." Yeah, um, and um, so then. Billy, um, you know, his mum makes an excuse to get rid of him because they've got to talk a little bit. Now, this is weird because, you know, why would he do this? But he sort of makes his thing just before he's about to go out, doesn't he? And, uh, you know, he goes up to uh, Nick's face and he goes, yes, Mr. Parker, see you later, Mr. Parker. And they start sticking his fingers up at him. Oh, what a horrible little wanker this <laughs> child is. What a little... But I can't fucking stand him. What a hideous little fucking fetus. Didn't... Reptilious little scumbag. (laughs) Because it's like, well... They don't live in, like, poor conditions, what I'd class as poor conditions. They might have money problems because... It's a comfy enough house. Yeah, Frank's left them... Um, probably with debts and all, you know, because he's a gambler and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, they, they, it, it looks like they live in a decent neighbourhood and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I suppose, and you know, aside from his dad leaving him um, when he was a kid and maybe he's a twat because he, of that, he's got a chip on his shoulder or whatever. But there's no real reason for this kid to be such a prick, is no, there? Oh, I could have punched him straight in the face. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but, and uh, you know... No, actually, I'm not going to say that because, you know, it's giving away too much. But anyway, so, yeah, he's a prick to to Nick. But even though Nick can't see him doing what he's doing, he grabs his finger, doesn't he? Yeah. To let him know, like, you know, kind of don't fuck with me kind of thing. And he Uh, shits himself as he sort of backs away, doesn't he, the little git? Yeah. um, And then the next scene is... One weird thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's just now or just then or just soon in film terms. 
<laughs> it just nips past, <laughs> it nips past Nick and it shows, um, it seems that she's got one picture of her husband in the house and it happens to be the picture of Frank and Nick in Vietnam. Mm. I just thought that's a very unusual choice of photograph if you're just going to have one of your skanky ex-husband in the house. Why you choose one in Vietnam? Uh, well, for the audience's benefit, you know, it's like just in case you weren't keeping up. Oh, the, fuck the audience. These were friends, you know. They were friends with each other. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, well, I've lost my point now. Where was I? Um, next yeah, scene. that was it. <laughs> yeah, next said. scene. So um, she asks him if he wants a drink and he go, he says, yes, tea, please. But then the next scene is he's in, he's actually making the tea, isn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we, again, just again to show that although he's blind, he, he can make some tea. Um, and, uh, you know, he explains that he was missing in action and Frank left him behind. Um, uh, uh, and Frank has left his wife and his son um but then they're having a conversation but he can sense that there's somebody at the door yeah you know he goes are you, are you expecting somebody well you say sense he probably heard footsteps oh yes there you go yes <laughs> he's not quite a wizard <laughs> <laughs> um and uh so yeah then the police are at the door there's two coppers and uh they just barge in don't yeah. they yeah heavy-handed and subtle yeah, because uh, they're after the sun, um, and they're they're just looking around the house like they're going yeah. upstairs, they're going you know just in different rooms, um, and then um, slag comes in. Yeah, under the guise of a detective. Yes, uh, and smoking it, what appears to be an elongated cat shit. It does not <laughs> look like a nice cigar. No, it's a big, long, thin cigar, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind uh, of sort of knobbly, though, as well. It, it looks like it looks like a twig, twig hmm. or shit, one of the two. But it doesn't look like a. <laughs> it's not a hub, not a Cuban. It's not a nice cigar. No, it's not a big fat cigar. It's no. like so it's uh, and uh, yeah. So he comes in asking for the 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 boy. Where is he? Um, and uh, Nick gets up, you know, and he's he's kind of asking questions. You know, have you got a warrant? You know, and what are you doing here? And all that. And he he goes to get up but he spills his tea um again purposefully or not purposefully do you think just I think to distract per- them? I think I think purposefully just to throw him throw him off the scent that he might be a bit useful because he's just shown himself as a as a clumsy blind person yes now this is one of the references to one of the other films that we've watched so one of the cops he was um Dolph Lundgren's partner who gets killed at the start of Dark Angel. Oh, fucking hell, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, right. he, but an actor called Alex Morris, and he played Detective Ray Turner in that, and he's um, one of the... Victor Manning, do you remember the bad guy from... Um, the bad one of the bad drug dealers from Dark Angel? Vaguely, yeah. I, I... Discovers, discovers that he's un- undercover and shoots him, basically. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. In a club, weren't it? it and club? that's not the only reference to Dark Angel from this movie, but I'll, I'll get to that later on. There you go. Um, so, yeah, then they get really heavy-handed, don't they? And they grab uh, the mom. Yeah, throw the little brat across the room. Wasn't yeah. so sad about that. Because he walks in, they pick him up, throw him across the room, and then the mom obviously goes to stop them, and fucking hell, Slag just 
shotguns her, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kills shot, her. Shotguns her in the ribs. I mean, there's no blood, like a like a soot mark on her. But uh, yeah, she still gets shot. Yeah. Um, and uh, then obviously, you know, Frank, um, Frank, sorry, Nick, he, you know, he, he, he shows, he's, he see a little flash of his his sword yeah. from, you know, his cane. Um, he gets up, he starts walking closer to the, the to the three of them. Um, they're about to kill him. And then he chops off one of their hands, uh, slices Slag's hand. Um, <laughs> who who was cop number two? Because, yeah, I've got Lop's hand off cop one, slices Slag, cop two oversells his death. It, d- it does a bit. He's like, <laughs> ah! Yeah. And he's not um, even fucking dead either. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. Um, and, th- and then so uh, there's a bit of um, a fight that goes on, isn't there? And, yeah. you know, lots of slicing and chopping. Yeah. Um, and then- eventually Slag jumps out of a window and escapes. Like I said, uh, not dead overselling cop gets a second chance at, you know, doing a convincing death gets stabbed again and again goes before he falls down so it's quite funny yeah um and so yeah i mean slag just dives out the window doesn't he and he says something like you know oh that you can't that butter knife won't be able to stop a bullet or something like that doesn't he yeah that's that's his catchphrase yes sort of Uh, um so then um nick goes to um mom yeah lynn that's it and he's he's like comforting her, isn't it? Because she's kind of like you know, yeah. breathing her last breath. And yeah, but what a bitch! <laughs> what a bitch. She knows she knows with a dying breath that she is she is you know she has had some hell spawn come from her vagina, and with her last breath decides to lumber a blind man with her devil spawn, mm. and take him crossed over the fuck far Reno is I don't know Reno from Florida I don't know, but yeah, got to take take him to take him to his dad. So she yeah. she lumbers. Lumb, it's like um like Daniel LaRusso's mum lumping Daniel on Mr. Miyagi. Similar kind of situation. I've got a horrible child, but I've got an opportunity to get rid. All right, I'm dying, so it's slightly <laughs> different, but I'll fucking make sure I get rid of him first. Mm. Uh, that's her dying wish, isn't it? You know, promise yeah. to take him to Frank, um, and then she dies. It's quite a, it's a decent death because, like, yeah. you know, she's sort of like... She's got, a, you know, she. There's a tear that rolls from her eye as she do, as she dies. You know, she yeah. breathes her last breath. Which I, I thought was quite effective. Yeah, you know, no, no. Um, yeah. so and then next scene is he's carrying Billy down the, the road, um, and you know he kind of wakes up because he's still knocked out, isn't it? You yeah. know, that's this point, and uh, you know he wants to go and see his mom, but uh, Nick says you can't. You know, um, and they go to a bus station, and he's being a twat. Oh. I mean. He's been difficult to say the least, isn't he? Honestly, drown him in a toilet. <laughs> and he, you know, um, so and at one point you're thinking because he's kicking off and he's saying like, I don't want to get on the bus. I'm not going with you. Uh, and then like a, a security guard comes over and you know asks, is everything all right? So you're thinking, oh, is this, where's this going to go? Um, but then he gets up and he goes with him. But and he makes a crack. He can't help it, can he? He says something no. like, you know, oh, I'm going for the window seat because you don't need it. You're blind uh, or something like that. And um, but this is quite funny because Nick calls him a little prick, doesn't he? Yeah, which is good, good because I think I would be finding that my sword hand would be getting awfully twitchy. um and then they're on the bus and uh billy is just 
Well, he's making himself comfy all over Nick, isn't he? Fuck me, honestly. Honestly, this kid. I, I don't recall watching a film for quite some time where I'm thinking, the kid needs to die. <laughs> <clears throat> Seriously, the kid. this kid is not worth saving. Hmm. Yeah, so he's like draping his arm all over his face and putting his legs up over him. And, you know, Nick's trying to get some sleep himself and he, he can't rest because the kids just I mean kids do do that I have to say you know when one of our kids has gotten in our bed they don't sleep straight you know they just fucking end up all over the shop up, upside down back to front just you know sideways they they move around but anyway yeah, yeah he, but he, kids aren't always wankers but all we know of this kid <laughs> is that he's horrendous <laughs> uh, um, and then there's a newspaper article which Frank is reading yeah. um, where it says that two cops have been killed and there's a boy missing and the mom's been gunned down. Yeah. Now, this sort of led me to think, because it's never properly explained, but were these then real cops? Yeah, or- that's that's what I was thinking. They, they must, because they did say when... Um- oh, when he... When they shot the woman, the two, the two people in police uniforms did say... Didn't they sort of exclaim that it, they didn't think that was a bit much? They didn't want it. It wasn't supposed to go that far. Yeah. So I'm thinking they were just paid off by slag to uh, make it more official. Yeah. I mean, it's slightly I, baffling why they went in so heavy handed. Because if they're real cops, they could have just walked in there and just convinced, convinced they need to speak to the boy. But instead they went in there like bulls in a china shop, mm. which then caused the mistrust and then yeah. caused the deaths. Yes. Yes, that's right. Um, and then, um, so let's say Frank's kind of holed up, isn't he, really? You know, yeah. he's, uh, <clears throat> he can't go anywhere. And there's a woman who comes to see him, which turns out to be his girlfriend. Um, yeah, it wasn't made clear at the start, was it, that they were involved? She's she's brought in by Count Fatula. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's kind of like a... Um, she a, cr- a croupier? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like a, a, she's dressed sort of, you know, like provocatively kind of thing, you know, in, yeah. in as much as the, um, no, not like a stripper or anything, but, you know, somebody, like a, a Playboy bunny type thing, you know, wearing uh, like a leotard and tights and Yeah, one of those whatever. leotards that goes, rises right up above the hip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it looks like a cheese wire. Um, now, I find out... Um, looking into her uh that uh you know she um was played by an actress called lisa blount who unfortunately died in 2010 at the oh. age in the age of 53 because which was a bit of a shock i must admit because you know it's always i suppose it's always a shock that when people die of a young age but uh you know but uh yeah that, that was kind of crazy i didn't i didn't know because I, I wouldn't have followed her career if i'm being perfectly honest with you but it's <laughs> it's it's one of those where you sort of you know you you're thinking holy shit you know she didn't realize she, she was dead um but yeah so uh but if you look at frank i mean i was frank remembering as Locke from lost i don't know if you did you watch lost yeah it was Locke the bald one yes that's him is that him is it yeah 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 well i um, but he's got a bit of a comb over. He's not, he's not the most attractive, I don't think. But she, he's punching above his weight with her, def- yeah, uh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, and uh, so you know, um, he, he reluctantly agrees to make the drugs because she basically says, "Look, you know, 
when Devereaux wants something, which is the main sort of like, you know, bad guy, then he gets what he wants, basically. Um, so, uh, and because and obviously he's seen that, that, you know, the kid's missing, uh, he I think he realises that they're legit, you know, in what they've said they're going to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... What's the main bad guy's name? Claude, Claude, what is it? Devereaux, I think. No, it's, Fra- it's Frank Devereaux, isn't it? Is it? Oh. <laughs> you know when I said I could read all my writing... Yeah. I've got Claude, and it looks like man egg, but I know it's not man egg, so I found the one word that I can't read. McCready. There you go. Claude man egg. Yeah. Claude man egg. <laughs> Even better. And Count Fatula. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. And then um, you see. Um, I keep forgetting his name. Like it's fucking Nick. There you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Nick and Billy are another truck stop. Oh, this fucking kid. And uh, so it's raining, like pissing down proper. Um, and um, Rutgerhauer, he jumps over a puddle, but then he slips over. And yeah. and Billy finds this hilarious. Uh, I've just and got he's... big capital letters. Kid is a cunt. <laughs> Um, but then um, Billy runs over to the bus and he trips up and then um, and then Nick finds it hilarious. Yeah. So, there's, you know. I'll be uh, fair. Kid takes not a bad fall for a kid. Yeah. Uh, he does get himself thrown about quite a bit. Yeah. However, there is one bizarre scene where you would think they'll use a stunt kid Ooh. or a stunt. Why? But anyway, we'll get to that. I think, I, th- yeah, I wonder if it's the same one. Um, but so, yeah, uh, then... Billy, he's complaining about his knee hurting, uh, but then he picks up a stone, doesn't he? Oh, and he yeah. gives it to um, Nick, saying that, oh, the man in the shop gave me a piece of candy. Um, so, and, you know, Nick says, oh, there is a, there's a good kid in there somewhere. So, but he puts it in his mouth, and, and Billy's there watching him with, like, a shit-eating grin. And and uh, you can hear the crunch, can't you? And yeah. there's sort of like, you know, there's he pulls some funny faces, doesn't he? Does gurn quite a lot in this film. Yeah, um, and but then just as you think he's he's perhaps choking, he spits it and it hits Billy right on the forehead, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, which is nice, which is good. Which is quite good. Yeah, so um, it wasn't in his eye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you really don't like this kid, do you? No, could oh don't. no, <laughs> yeah, it makes Daniel Daniel Larusso look like. I don't know who's a really cool character. Any of them, ever <laughs> makes him look like Dutch at a predator. Oh, um, let's not go too far. Fucking hell. Um, but yeah, and then so they're on the bus again, and um, Billy's snooping around in uh, Nick's bag. Oh yeah, uh, just but- looking for money in his wallet. The thieving little rat. Oh, seriously, this this sequence, I I I don't think I've ever detested anyone quite as much as really. Ah, no, everything. Carry on. Yeah, and so you know, um, Nick again senses that he's taking his wallet or whatever. So he calls him a thief, uh, and he says he was just looking for something, and. then you get to hear a bit of a you know flashback, and you see yeah. a flashback of what happened in Vietnam, you know, and how it's a bit more of an extended one because you see, he, you know, them him and um, Frank as friends before he went blind. Yeah, they uh, were just about to finish their tour, weren't they? It was literally literally their last night, and then they get mortar bombed. 
Yes. And they said, it was decided that Frank and I would go and kill everyone. And um, But it turns out they, they go to the Morton Nest. Weirdly, weirdly, Nick at this point, he does like a like a forward roll, but takes his hat off and then leaves his hat behind. Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, yeah very strange. But it, um, the, the enemies knew they were there, so then there's a big gunfight and Frank shits himself and runs away. Yeah, Frank, he's a bit of a... He's a dick, I think, yeah. you know. Um, oh, this is why I was asking, actually. Yeah, because at the start, it's a helicopter crash. Yes. Well, here, it just implies that he got his eyesight knackered. I assumed he, his eyesight was fucked in a helicopter crash almost at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. here, he gets a... Well, he doesn't get a mortar bomb to the face, but uh, one goes off in front of him and he gets you know some sparklers in his eyes and that's how he loses his sight. Yeah, yeah, that is it. I don't know if that's continuity or if he's just, you know, you fill in the blanks it yourself that he was maybe just wandering around. Yeah, because and... I was going to to be fair, I mean, the state of the bodies in the helicopter, there's no way he's walking around with a, with a cut, you know, a few cuts around his eyes, but everyone else was basically corned beef. Yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he gets left behind by Frank and, and um, you know, genuine sort of looking of panic on, on his face and he gets blown up as he, yeah. as he runs off. Um, and there's some, I'll get, I'll, I'll, there's some regret there that obviously lost his sight and he lost touch with Frank, you know, and he spent so much time away from home, I guess. But potentially as well, a little bit of resentment. I did wonder if it, if the film was going to do a bit of a switcheroo at some point. Yeah, because he he says, uh, you know, because Billy asks, you know, how was my dad or, or what happened to him, and he said, oh, your dad was fine, you know. So basically saved himself um, and it meant that um, Nick lost his sight. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, And then another truck stop. (laughs) This is like fucking a tour of the USA. (laughs) USA's finest truck stops. The finest piss stops on route whatever. (laughs) Um, And um, uh, Billy calls his mom on a payphone. Uh, but then Nick stops him just as he's dialed, uh, you know, the number and gets through to the operator, or whatever, uh, and says, you know, he, he, you don't hear the conversation, but then yeah. the camera pans away and you sort of see that he's told him that his mom's died and um, then he runs off. Uh, he runs across a road into a cornfield. Now, was it him who ran across the road or did it go to a stunt double at that point? It's, I think it's a stunt double. This is what yeah. I'm saying because you, you can tell, clearly tell it's the, the hair is different. <laughs> yeah. <It's, laughs> yeah, they've just thrown him across the ground and yet all it is is running running across a, a road which they would have controlled into a cornfield and it's someone wearing a weird acrylic wig. It, it's so bizarre because yeah. you think, I mean, of, of all the, the, the stunts that he has done, or say stunts, he gets thrown around, he falls yeah. over, but of, of all the things that he's done... Running into a cornfield, you'd have thought, wouldn't have been the, you know... The most dangerous. Most dangerous. Unless they did film it sequentially and they actually did fuck his knee up. So when he was saying, my knee, maybe that was actually his knee. Yeah, maybe. Good. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you see a group of heavily armed thugs at the, the truck stop. Um, you say thugs, I say hicks. You're hillbillies, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and you know, so because obviously Nick's chasing after um, Billy in the cornfield. There's there's lots of running in the cornfield, and Nick's trying to use his hearing uh, to to find out where he is. There's lots of running where you see 
Billy and he's crying and he's upset. And then all of a sudden, Slag grab, yeah. grabs him. He popped up out of nowhere. No. And I, I, I can I know the answer, or I know I, I you know, I, I, it's not as if I've been losing sleep over this. But how the fuck did they know that they were there, and they were there within seconds of them stopping? Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, I, I mean, I'm guessing you're you're supposed to think maybe the phone call, and they were tapping the phone of the the uh, mom, but it didn't even get through to her. No, I mean, and also they were there in. 20 seconds or like a one minute flat all the hicks turned up which obviously slag has hired them yes so i can only assume maybe he was following the bus and phoned in advance for some of the good old boys to you know get you know get cletus and his sister in in the back of a back of a truck and we'll go and shoot some shoot some blind man yes it's it's odd it the timing's odd it is, it is. But again, it's. I think it's one of those, if you question it too much, then obviously you can pick holes in the exactly. the, the logic. But uh, yeah, so anyway, then Slag throws the kid into a shed mm-hmm. uh, and then he, he climbs on, well, he's on the roof and he's sort of scouting for, for Nick. But then Nick, uh, he shows off his killing skills at this point, doesn't he? You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's clever about it. He doesn't just go around slashing people. Uh, he gets them to kill each other, and and you know, yeah. um, so you know he he sort of does this whole shoot gag where he th- these two hillbillies are walking through the field. He steps forward and he just goes shoot, and he steps back and they shoot each other, or one of them shoots the other. Yeah, um, I think you're just left with the fat popcorn eating one. Yes, uh, and then he shits himself and he's running off, and he runs into Nick's sword. Yeah. Um, I think there's another couple of kills at, at this point. I've totally forgotten I what think they that, were. I think there was two, like, about one minute earlier, but that was mainly like a... His favourite move seems to be one one horizontal slice followed by a vertical slice. He seems to do two of them in like that. And then he, then he... Yeah, then he gets... Yeah, then he does the shoot, and then, yeah, Fat Man skews himself. Yes, and then uh, Slag uh, is shooting at what turns out to be... Um, oh, fuck. Scarecrow, there you go, yeah. thank you. Uh, and uh, so then uh, that means, you know, gives Nick the chance to get close up to him and he slices the the, the sort of like, you know, the um, God, fuck me, why can't I speak properly or what form it? words? It's a, it's a, it's a, Support, isn't it? Like yeah. Sort of like a, Sending you know, the cabin crashing to the ground. At this point, I rejoice because I thought, surely Billy has been crushed to death. Yes. But no. Uh, and uh, then he slices Slag, and you're thinking, well, Slag's dead now because he just collapses into the floor. Yeah. Uh, he, he grabs Billy um, from the shack, um, and then he's walking with him, and Give you know, piggyback, uh, any piggyback, yes. Yeah. And again, because they doing missed the his... bus, and why did they miss the bus? Fucking Billy. You know, my wife said exactly the same thing, uh, and also a bit later on, but we'll get to that. Um, and so they're in the rain, but again, he does the whole daredevil thing, isn't he? He knows it's going to rain before it actually rains, because yeah. uh, he puts his umbrella up. And uh, I would, I would have just covered me and let Billy drown. Um, yeah, but then it, uh, again, it cuts back to slag, and it's it's night time or it's dark anyway, and and the rain is kind of woken him up, and he's just there like doing this evil laugh in the. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he have some he re- kind of like um, sort of stab jacket type thing on? Yeah. So like that the, the slice, the vertical slice down his uh, midriff, did not work. 
but the he does have a slight cut on his forehead. Yes. Um and so again you're back in Reno and the uh, you know the boss is explaining that he's got 2 days to get the money um and all of their attempts to get Nick and the kid are failing so he's losing patience. McCready is so he's explaining to Count Fatula uh <laughs> you know uh, get Bruce Lee and he says like Bruce Lee's dead. <laughs> So get brother. Bruce Lee's brother. Which <laughs> is quite funny. Um, it turns out after all this, yeah, Claude owes money himself. Yeah. So he's under pressure because if he doesn't get the money in two days, then he's going to get fucked over, isn't yeah. he? Uh, pretty much. Um, and so then Nick and Billy are sitting by a fire um, and they're sort of bonding a little bit. And you he's, know, Yeah, he's, he's fondling Billy's face. Yes. And it's definitely a fondle. <laughs> um, I suppose it's the first time, really, that... Because, you know, again, it, it, you know, I've seen in films and things like that where blind people, you know, touch people's faces to pick out their features and this, that and the other. Um, and, and there's always... There's, it just feels a bit too fondly for, fondling for my liking. You know, there's the whole um, Lionel Richie hello Famous yeah. video, isn't there? Uh, but anyway, he, he's fondling a kid. He's got hair a bit like Jimmy Savile. <laughs> um, and uh, but they're kind of bonding at this point, and you know, because Billy's still really upset, obviously, because he's found out that his mom is he's dead. Um, you know, and they're talking about stuff, and and you know, he's he's explains that he can't cry because the tear ducts that create tears uh, don't work anymore. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um and you know he he makes that you know he says I'd I'd love to have a, a son like you or you know because he says oh, my dad doesn't want me and or you know I'm sure he'd love to have a son like you and um you know he's uh then Billy starts to copy um or at least, put, you know, put himself in the shoes of, I suppose, of, of Nick, because he shuts his eyes, doesn't he, so he can hear the sounds of the night, yeah. you know, better, and all this, that, and the other. Now, I know you you hate Billy, clearly, yes. but don't you, didn't you sort of get the feeling that, yes, he's portrayed to be a dick, or, you know, he's a dick, but then, as the film goes on, they start to warm to one another? Well, they, not- they start to warm to one another, but I always hate him. Okay, okay. It's not a moment in this film I don't hate him. (laughs) It's like the kid in um, Over the Top, always a bastard. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Um, So they go to sleep, uh, and the next day, daytime, obviously, and and, um, Billy's asleep. There's a bug, some kind of... What is it, like a dragonfly? I think it's a big sort of waspy thing. Wasp, hornet type thing? Yeah, I think so. It's sort of flying over uh, above him, and Nick can hear this. So he does his chop, choppy chop, uh, and he chops it in half. And this old couple watching are going, oh, we've got to get one of those. Um, I, was, I was thinking, what, a sword or a blind man? <laughs> <laughs> what do you need to get? Um, or a sliced-in-half wasp. Yes. <laughs> what? Or a kid. Yeah. So you know what? What is it you need anyway? Um, so then, um, Nick and Billy are uh, you know they 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 go to the dad's apartment and um, you know Billy's complaining because he doesn't want to see him 
and you know Nick says that you, you, he has to forgive him you know you have to sort of forgive him for what he, he's done in the past and whatever um, and then the girlfriend opens the, the door is it Annie is yes. it or Anne Annie Annie um, and so they walk in and then the the two sort of cowboy goons are there aren't they and they knock out Nick yes Lyle and Tector that's it yeah and uh, here's a wee bit of trivia for you um, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, there is an episode with two hick stroke cowboy esque vampires called Lyle and Tector. No way! Mm. Holy shit! Wow! And of course, Rutger Hauer was in the movie Buffy the Vampire yes, Slayer, wasn't he? Oh, we've got links! Look at that! Oh, six degrees uh, of separation, and we know Rutger Hauer. And, uh, and apparently, Joss Whedon is a big cunt. Yes, um, <laughs> apparently so. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, by all accounts, yeah, he's not a very nice person. No, he's a complete fucker. Uh, <laughs> no, here's a question: hmm. Did Annie set them up? Oh, you know, mm. because good the reason question. Why, the reason why I ask this question is because Annie, generally, you know, in the next few scenes and stuff, as you get to know her. She see she seems decent and everything. You know, she's yeah. not a nasty person, I don't think. She thinks she's just caught in the middle of everything, isn't she? Yeah. And she's probably put under pressure to to, you know, set them up. Um but uh she chooses to to sort of like, you know, side with Nick and Billy and Frank and whatever yeah. rather than the Hicks. But at the same time, so anyway, Nick and Billy are tied up in the back of this van. And the the two hicks are just talking shit, aren't they? Oh, I mean, they're just fucking warbling on about bollocks. They're just going on about everything. And one of them discovers um, that it, the cane is actually a sword, and he cuts his thumb. And there's this weird scene where yes. he, go, <laughs> he he goes to Annie, who's sitting up front with them, um, and he goes, "Lick my wound," um, yeah, and he gets her to suck his thumb. Yeah, lick my wound. Yeah, weird. But they're very strange. Um, but uh, anyway, they're in the back. Yeah. Billy's sort of having a because they make a play on these. You know, he's got allergies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I thought he was like having a, an asthma attack or something. Yeah. Or I didn't know if it was an asthma attack or a panic attack. Yeah, because um, he, you know, and and Nick says to him, you know, you've got to try and get us out of this because otherwise we're going to die and and he does he manages to get out you know he wriggles about and uh and uh you know gets his his legs free and, and his arms free yeah. um gets the lighter out of his back well, pocket at first he says he can't do it and then we yeah. go a bit jimmy savile again because uh nick just puts his head in his groinal area and he's like <laughs> yeah he does doesn't he yeah he put he puts his head right in his lap and it's almost face first yeah um uh so yeah they um throw the sword out the window and because nick can hear this you know uh and he realizes that you know that's his his sword and how, he needs how can it. you hear that how can you hear a sword hit some grass when you're inside a vibrating truck yeah well, I guess. Uh, have you seen Sneakers with Robert Redford? Mm, River Phoenix? I don't think I have, you know. Oh, it's a good film. Anyway, there's a character in that called Whistler, um, who's played by David Strathan, and he is blind and he can he- hear 
you know, he's got like super hearing kind of thing, basically. Yeah. Anyway, and there's a scene in that where uh, Robert Redford's character gets kidnapped and he's in a truck and he's describing what the sounds sound like, yeah. which then they he then translates into discovering where they were based on the 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 sort of the gradient of the road and all that. It's it's quite cool, and obviously the sounds are in in the background, like you know the bird sounds and yeah. Anyway, so I'm called Whistler. Whistler. Yes. Oh, interesting fact. Oh, um, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> there was a character called Whistler. No way. Yeah, and also Joss Whedon's a cunt. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so yeah, and then um, because as he throws the sword out the window, then Nick starts. To, he asks Billy to start counting. Um, and and then they start a fire, so they get out the truck, and then they escape. They manage to escape, uh, and even I must admit, I'm with you on this a little bit now because even when they escape, and Billy does most of the work here because he throws a fire extinguisher at the head of one of the yeah. uh, goons, doesn't he? He's got a really funny little freaky laugh, hasn't he? Yeah, like like a proper little evil cackle when he like like you said, I can kind of go along with you on this that he is a shitbag kid. You know, because um, when he hits this kit, this this goon over the head with a fire extinguisher, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's a thing. It's where serial killing starts. Honestly, two. That's why they didn't make Blind Fury too, because it would have cut to Billy, and he's probably, I don't know, raping turtles or something. <laughs> um, but this is where uh, Annie makes the decision, and she picks. Um, uh, Nick and Billy to go with because she gets in the van she drives uh, off with them because obviously the kid can't drive and neither can uh, Nick uh, but they have to go back to, to find the sword so this is where he asks him to count the uh, backwards so that they can have a general idea of where they were yeah I mean it's, um, it's not a very scientific approach since they've already been moving for the count of two or three when he starts counting yes and um, by the time he gets to zero he has to tell it a stop two or three times which would have probably in Billy counting terms would have been another four or five. Yeah. So I'd it, say out of 31, they are at least eight out of, out of uh, eight away from where they need to be, which is quite yes. a lot in a count of 31. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, so, and then anyway, the two goons, they stop a car filled with a couple of old women yeah. uh, uh, and they carjack them, don't they? They <laughs> manhandle these old bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you loved it. Didn't you? I did, oh yeah, I didn't mind that. <laughs> they get one of the women and just fucking throw her onto the road, um, and then uh, but one of them pulls a massive gun out of yeah. a purse and um, yeah, <laughs> shoots a, a hole it, in. The... It's a busy freeway as well, isn't it? I believe they yeah. call it a freeway in in America, but uh, we call it a motorway. But yeah, yes. it's, it's not it's not like a dirt track in the arse end of nowhere. So there's hundreds of cars driving past who are seeing all of this. Yes. And later on, a full-on shootout in the middle of the... <laughs> anyway, yeah, but they yeah. go... They, they do manage to find the sword. Yeah. And then... Uh, That's the, be the fucking goon, Billy found it, didn't it? Yeah. <sighs> the, the, the goons catch up to them, and there's a bit of a car chase. Um, uh, but uh, Nick steps on Annie's glasses. Now, it turns out that even though Nick's blind, she's even apparently more fucking blind yeah. than him. Yeah. Because she she can't wear... She hasn't got her glasses. To. Yeah. Somehow her impaired vision is worse than no vision. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean... Mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so he ends up driving the car, and uh, obviously, you know, it's going well to to, to start off with, because yeah. uh, Billy's giving him some directions like stay straight, you know, oh, a little to the left, a little to the right, and all this that, and the other. Um, Through a fucking city centre. <laughs> yeah, but then he starts to hit a few cars here and yeah. there, and and one of them shouts, "Are you blind?" And he laughs at them and goes, "Yeah, what's your problem?" Um, and then the goons are openly shooting at them. Yeah, one of them hanging out of the window like Chase HQ, just peppering shots as they drive through the centre of a city, and you know, not a policeman in sight. No, you think but, those red and blues would be swarming like hornets round a. Uh, I don't know, hornet prey thing. Yeah, there'd, there'd be some kind of like you know you'd imagine there'd be a bit of a police chase and yeah. going on here, uh, but no, a bit more um, of reaction from the general public as well. Maybe people running around in the background going, "Oh fuck, there's someone shooting out of a car." Yes. Now this did make me think a little bit of um, "See No Evil, Hear No Evil." Um, yeah, which I think was released in 1989 as well. So that was you know there's a scene in that where uh, Gene Wilder's characters deaf and Richard Pryor's blind and Richard Pryor's driving a car as they're escaping from a police station um, but uh, anyway then um, yeah Rucker Howard just finds this all hilarious doesn't he yeah. he's just laughing you know just <laughs> just thinks it's brilliant um, and uh, then there's a classic A-team crash yeah um, the good old fashioned car flip it is isn't it it's you, one of those you don't get them anymore do you because it's all CGI now it tends to be Full on, not like yeah, like big old flip three sixty wibbity woobity woos. Whereas this is a good old fashioned. There's a ramp on the car or one side, and it flips halfway up and does a spin and lands on its roof. Yeah, yeah, good um, old fashioned stuff. Yes, uh, and then they go down an alley, and Nick stops the van about a millimetre before it's about to smash into the wall. Yeah, um, and makes crack about saying, "Oh, I might apply for my license again." Um, and then um, the girlfriend takes Billy uh, to this woman just yes. oh, who's doing yoga. Yes, yoga uh, Colleen. Um, and uh, she explains a little bit about her relationship with Frank. She used to bring him drinks when he was gambling. Um, and at this point, Billy calls Nick Uncle Nick. He's Uncle Nick now, apparently. <laughs> and, yeah, because uh, he, he's getting in a taxi, isn't he? Nick. Yes. To he go calls him Uncle Nick, Frank. Uncle Nick, don't go. They get too close to kissing here for my liking. <laughs> and as well, it's one of those where, you know, when you were kids, you'd have you'd have an uncle, wouldn't you, that I, wasn't actually I your didn't uncle? No, because if you had an uncle who wasn't your uncle, it meant you were being fiddled with. <laughs> it meant that your cock was being touched by a man you didn't understand. <laughs> Or he was somebody shagging your mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. One of no, the I two. Have to, I have to hasten to add that I didn't have an uncle that wasn't my uncle either. But it was the sort of thing that, you know, like you said, it was one of two things. If you had an uncle that wasn't your uncle, he was either shagging your mom or he was trying to shag <laughs> shagging you. Shagging you. <laughs> <laughs> I do know people who had air quotes uncles. It was quite funny. Oh, that's your uncle, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh! Uh, <laughs> and if they were greedy, possibly both. Hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, but anyway, they go into the casino, and um, 
Rutger Hauer is using his, uh, his super hearing at this point to hear <laughs> conversations that are going on with McCready and Count Fatula. And uh, he's now got two big fucking goons, hasn't he? Yeah, were they ex-wrestlers? Uh, they they, they must have been. They must have yeah. been wrestlers. There's there's no other cause for them to exist apart from to get you know wrestle in the WWF at the time or something. Yeah. Um, and so he's hearing the conversation that's going on that they are going to kill Frank yeah. because he's making the drugs. He'll be and by the time by tonight, yeah, and they'll go and get a they'll get a, a chemist that is uh, you know more willing uh, to make the drugs and whatever. So he knows that you know time is against them, whatever. Um, and then the next thing you know, he's he's playing roulette. Well, well, before then, I mean, he goes full. I don't know what. I don't know what the fuck his hearing's like at this point in time because he hears there's a there's a like a bleepy door code thing on the <clears throat> on the elevator. Yes, every button makes the same noise. Yet he knows what numerical pattern was pressed. What sequence to yeah. press the buttons? How? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it um, if it was different thingy bobs, different notes, I could understand it. But it was all just boop 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 boop. Yeah, he knew one to one, one to nine, one to zero, whatever. Baffled yeah. me. Yeah, no, I, I'll be honest. I thought one of them did make a slightly different sound to the other, but then I could be making that up. Um, but uh, even so, it is pretty impressive. If you know, mm. you heard especially the, the, all of the casino noise going on as well. Yeah. Um, so anyway, like I said, he's winning at roulette, mm-hmm. and uh, then the two goons show up with a new, like. What would you what do you call him? Croupier or yeah, croupier? Well, I, I put pit dude, but I think it, I yes. Think, I don't know if croupier just does cards or do they? Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know casino job talk. Yes, um, and he switches the ball. Yeah, um, that they're using for the roulette wheel, and then also he starts to touch his his breast pocket like he's you know and you can hear like a faint beeping noise and obviously nick tunes into this because he can hear everything um and uh he loses you know he's because he's been on a massive winning streak uh but then all of a sudden loses uh and they take like you know a lot of pleasure in this um but then he slices the jacket uh, you know pocket revealing that there's a massive kind of (laughs) Electronic device. Yeah. Uh, it's not very discreet, is no, it? No, and then he kind of slices the roulette wheel off the table. And then yeah. there's all kind of electric gubbinry sort of under each number, which um, I'm assuming some sort of electromagnet that turns... I'm assuming the ball he swapped had a metal core. And I suppose it, it uh, attracts the ball. Yeah. Uh, and and then it starts a riot, doesn't it, pretty yeah. much? Um, and then in walk the... Um, the two cowboy like goons mm-hmm. and they 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 like a good punch up so they start fighting people yeah uh randomly and then nick is uh running into the lift um managing to pre- type in the right number as you said yeah. um also and it manages to uh, do a stick to the balls of one of the possible wrestling people yes uh and there's a waiter in there isn't there yeah. um and so th- then the Go- the two massive dudes and the two goons get into another elevator um, and uh, so then Nick goes up to the top and there's two big dudes I mean there are, yeah. there are lots of big dudes aren't there they? are uh, they've got ma- one of them's got like an Uzi or something the, the other one's got a massive gun um, they, they stop him because he's dressed as the waiter at this point um, and then they find out that he stuffed the waiter in 
the sort of like you know the tray yeah. where the food was or underneath it yeah underneath the tablecloth and, and table it seems to be some sort of holding container he's stuck yes. in there like a sausage um and he does this qu- quite cool thing where he drops his cane on the floor um and what, what, what does he say to he says something to them um and but then he he manages to catch the stick on his foot flip it up into you know his his hand and smash them both in the face knocking it, them both out it actually knocks them both out it would take a sledgehammer to knock those big fuckers out yes it would yeah um uh, and then so the other people are in the elevator like the goons trying to get up one of them presses basement so then they're a bit stuck yeah, and nick slices shit, fuck yeah shit fuck yes i thought it was quite good um and nick slices the elevator controls so they're then stuck um and then he goes off into count fatula's office <laughs> count fatula's lair who's laughing like you know um at nick and you think you've heard all the stories about how nick is basically taking out all your people i wouldn't be laughing at him no because he calls him the walking choppermatic as well doesn't he <laughs> yeah. i don't know what one of them is but i'd buy it off a shopping channel um and now this is quite funny because um nick does this swipey thing uh, with his sword, and you you don't see what happened. You know, you, th- you think it's like some because like it kind of the, pa- the camera pans up a little bit because you're thinking he's done something really bad to um, Count Fatula, and but he's chopped his eyebrows off. Yes, which is quite cool. Yeah, um, very precise. And uh, says, you know, you're gonna need some aspirin for that headache. And what headache? And he, and he then knocks him out, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and then he goes. He finds Frank. Uh, it's the first time they've seen each other since uh, Vietnam. Yeah. Frank's making blue sherbet and giving it to rats. <laughs> yes. Or yeah, it's yeah, it's like sort of raspberry slush puppy powder or something. Yeah. Um, and he it's so this you know obviously he just assumed that Nick was dead all the, all these years, yeah. um, and then he discovers that he's blind and uh, you know uh, Frank's sort of like sets fire to the lab say lab it's like yeah. a fucking cu- cupboard <laughs> yeah. isn't it cupboard with a chemistry setting <laughs> um and uh, so that they but they run off and then my wife pointed this out she when she said when he's about he's setting fire to the lab she said what's going to happen to the rats um which you know oh, yeah, yeah yeah true because they're, they're like the rats were just in a cage weren't they yeah, you know they're all high as fuck so they didn't care they they were riding on a starship <laughs> Yeah, um, so they they manage to escape. Um, they get back to the the uh, trailer where Yoga Woman was, um, and discover that she's dead. Yeah, like, so, fuck me. Someone left a blob of jam on her temple. Yeah, I mean, they're one step ahead, aren't they? Yeah. You know, the, they they've got some very good equipment for seeing what people are doing. There's a word which I can't think of. There, uh, what's that thing where you? You watch Premonition. People. No. <laughs> no, when you watch people. Um, Voyeur. No. Not, Weirdo. No. Wanker. Not, not when you're wanking over them. When you're strategically uh, trying to see what people are doing, it's... Mm. Uh, 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 and not it's, observation. It, it was in my head then for a second. Oh, fuck it. It's not reconnaissance. It's... Oh, ball bag. This... Forget it. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. I know They're good mean. at that anyway. Surveillance. There you go. There's the bastard. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she's dead, um, and there's a cigar there, so you know that Slag's done yeah. the deed. Um, and um, 
Billy and uh, Annie are gone, and then the phone rings, and the boss calls them from this his, his evil snowy, <laughs> his snowy lodge. His mountain hideout all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. His proper evil lair. And uh, so now this is... So he tells them to come uh, at dawn, basically. Uh, now this is the scene that connects Dark Angel. Um, so the drug dealer that's there is one of the drug dealers from... Um, Dark Angel. Which one? Because I called them Slick Rick and Mr. Black Man. So, no, it's the... It's one of the white boys. The Do you remember the drug dealers? The oh, yeah. white boys? Yes, yes. Uh, and, and they blow up the police station at the start of Dark yeah. Angel. Yeah, got you. It's one of them. All right, okay, cool. So there you go. So you've got two, two people from Dark Angel. And um, what else? He was also in Stone Cold as well. He was... Do you remember when they went to to visit the mobsters who yes. were at the... And they put a head in the... Inside the helmet. In the helmet. Yeah. He's he's one of them as well. So there you go. Uh, so he, he's he's cornered the market on playing drug dealers. Um <laughs> So uh yeah that then so um then um Frank and Nick are in a cable car on the way up to this snowy hideout and um you know he, he sort of they're they're talking really aren't they about yeah. you know what happened um uh, cuz you know Frank's a chicken shit pretty much isn't he you know and or, more uh, or less yeah or just yes indeed but he regrets what happened, uh, and then you know Nick says that he forgives him, and he just—that's part of the reason why he wanted to come back because he wanted to tell Frank that he forgave him for Which leaving him. I was a little bit surprised about because I was—I thought at some point that the fury from the title might be the fury at Frank. So you think he's going to help Frank, and he just slices fuck out of him, but he didn't. Yeah, or at least punched him in the face or something yeah. like that, or you know, just you know, because obviously he lost his sight, you know, because he's friend left him uh, and abandoned him to the, the Vietnamese but hey ho um, so anyway they get to the top and um, all the goons are up there all the bad guys and they shoot the fuck out of this cable car don't they yeah like it's one of those classic scenes isn't it I suppose that you see from films like this from that era where they just shoot the shit out of it but then there's nobody inside no. the cable car um, there's always a trap door yes uh and then the two. I mean, what the hell are you going to do as a trapdoor on a cable car? As it's you know, if anything's wrong, surely with the cable car on as it goes up, you want that escape route to be on the top because at least on you the... can yeah. stand on it. I don't want to open the floor out and fall to my death. <laughs> like in uh, the 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 film where Eagles Dare, you know, when they have a big fight on the top of the cable yeah. car, you know, the, you know, it's it's like that, isn't it? Yeah, that would be want... shit if that was the bottom of the cable car because they just would have <laughs> died straight away. Yeah. Um, but uh, so anyway, they managed to escape, and then the the two um, what, I, what I would call comedy goons, you yeah. know, because the, the, they're they're there for laughs, really, aren't they? Yeah, they're not. They're rubbish as far yeah. as far as useful henchmen go. They're, they're proper cheap ones, them, aren't they? They're they're really crap agency. You get them from. Yeah, uh, they're shooting at Nick and Frank, um, but then Nick um, puts a knife in in one of the one of them their mouths uh and then the other sort of dude they're brothers aren't they yeah uh he shoots him and then the other the, the brother who's been shot shoots the other one in the head yes. like they kill each other don't they yeah. 
is just it's weird. random. Well, you're, I'm assuming the one which um, Nick Holden was dead because he got shot in the chest area, but there's a chance he would have lived. But he just yeah. Yeah, shoots his brother right in the cranium. Yes. Definitely uh, dead. Yeah. Um, and then there's loads more shooting, you know, more goons after them. Frank runs off again. Yeah. Uh, leaving Nick there, and he's kind of again having flashbacks, isn't he? You yeah, know, he's got he a, has a almost bit of like a breakdown here, doesn't he? Kind of because he's done it to him again. He starts having his flashbacks, and he, he all his cool and everything just uh, disappears, and he just has he just turns into Mister Bean for a couple of minutes. Yeah, because he's he's just you know he he he's not calm, and he's he's stumbling over loads of stuff. He's falling over things. Uh, he runs into a room which has got musical equipment in, like drums and <laughs> yeah. stuff. He's just, just, you know, runs into all... a drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and and you know, he's breathing into a microphone, which freaks him out. Um, uh, and then, uh, you know, then it, it, it's it's all it's shorting out his senses, isn't it? Yeah. Basically, the disco lights have been turned on. He can't get his. He's got his foot caught in a symbol. He's got that microphone going off. He's like yeah, he's like a one man band who fell down some stairs at this point. Yes, um, and all the the bad guys are surrounding him, and uh, then you think he's dead, but Frank then comes back and turns the lights off. Yeah, uh, you know, so it's it's kind of going full, you know, yeah. Daredevil stroke Batman kind of thing. Although, isn't it, at this although point? right, one of the goons says, "I can't see a thing." But he's very well lit from this blinding bright white that light that's coming from an open door behind him. Yes, so, uh, you can see something, mate, because it's actually quite light in there. Yes, um, but they're in uh, they're in Nick's world at this point, aren't they? Yeah. Because uh, obviously he can't see, and you know he takes them all out, and this is kind of I suppose the one of the more action-packed scenes because yeah. you've seen him do a bit of action, but you've never not actually seen him do full-on sword fighting yeah. and sword. Although play. it is very dark, so you don't see him actually do much. Yeah, um, and he, <laughs> well, was Frank's throwing bombs in there as well? He's just having fun, isn't he? He's just yeah. he's just throwing fi- uh, firecrackers in there, and I, just, I, well, isn't that? He didn't he describe that as um, what's it called? Shitty shit, shit, shit. Bathtub napalm. Yeah, well, this is the thing. See, he's got hasn't he got like um, like napalm or um, uh, Molotov cocktails because yeah. he's making them. He's making them. Yeah, so I, I don't. I never saw him use them. I he's thought just, that's what he was throwing in. I uh, see. I thought he was just throwing like firecrackers and stuff. I thought. But, he, I thought he was just being amazingly reckless by throwing. You know, like not. Big bombs, but you know, pocket-sized bombs. Still, you know, you could easily maim a leg with one of them. But just throwing them randomly in the room where your, you know, air quotes, best mate is is having a fight. Mm. Because amongst all all that racket, he's not going to hear a bomb, or he might do because he's like fucking batfink. But it just seems like a reckless move by Frank again. I know it sort See, of saves him, but it just it's not very safe. No, I thought they were like flashbang type things, you know, which would yeah. Sort of, you know. I, I think I reckon they made a mistake by calling it bathtub napalm because it's you know that sounds like something quite grand, whereas what I think what they actually probably are is more like a flashbang just to just to sort of blind the goons a little bit um, because there's more of them, which makes it easier for Nick to deal with them. Yeah, and uh, the one that gets it the worst of all is Count Fatula because he yeah. uh, gets it. 
in the balls, doesn't he? Yes. You know, he gets chopped up from the balls all the way up to his stomach and uh, he's dead. Um, and yeah, so then the, the drug dealers are leaving at this point because they don't want to get involved. Yep. And um, McCready kind of sends Slag off. Now, does he send them off to kill them? Because you don't see it. Yeah, I but... wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if he was sending them to go and find Nick and kill him once and for all or just go after Slick Rick and Black Man to see if he can get him back or kill them. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, and and so then uh, Nick and Frank find the, ki- uh, uh, the kid and Annie. They blow and the door got- off, don't they, with one of those little bomb things. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, he's got a shotgun on them and he says, you know, uh, he's going to kill them. Um, and... Uh, uh, you know, he, he makes Frank put the drugs on the table. And at this point, Shokasugi walks in for his two-minute cameo. Um, and he he's, he's eating an apple. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he throws the apple. And Nick slices it, doesn't he? Yeah. And he grunts. That's exactly what it said on the subtitles. Grunt. <laughs> yeah. But I'd lo- uh, I love the fact that Claude's just gone, my goons are no good, so I've just gone to dial a ninja. And uh, yes. got one off, you know, got one from the shop, from Amazon. Yeah, uh, and uh, so yeah, and they have a bit of a sword fight, and Nick is losing a bit, really, isn't I think? Yeah. He? Well, you know, he's Nick isn't losing, but his stuntman's doing a pretty good job at not winning. Uh, <laughs> um, and then they're sort of like having a bit of a fight all over the place, um, but then there's that they go to a room that's got a hot tub in it, yeah. um, which then gets electrified um, somehow because doesn't yeah. something get thrown into yeah, the Yeah, it's tub? like a light or something, a lighting rig or something gets... Pl- I don't know why there's that sort of lighting rig thing there. It looks like a light anyway. Yeah. yeah. That goes in there and, yeah, therefore you've got the electric hot tub. So at this point you're thinking, hmm, I wonder if that's going to come into play. Hmm. Um, and so Billy's then doing this, this sort of like the trick that he did in the back of the truck where he's, he's you know... Uh, tucking his legs in to escape um, and then um, why is he this, would do this is this the elaborate trapezing yeah the, no <laughs> <laughs> why why, <laughs> yeah. why? Sh- so at this point uh, Shokasugi is uh, he's swinging over this electrified yeah. hot tub one handed because he's got his sword in the other hand and he seems, yeah, he thinks the best way of getting to him is swinging backward and forward, swiping his sword, just like a lolloping dick above some <laughs> electrified water. It's bizarre. Um, really weird uh, move for, for a ninja, for a proper ninjury type person. Odd. Mm. Uh, but then, uh, and Nick, you know, you can see this coming a mile off, can't you? You know, yeah. he slices the... the the trapeze thingy, uh, which sends uh, Kasugi flying into the water, and then he's dead. And yes. you know that that's the end of him. You know, <laughs> so um, and then um, Slag walks in, shoots Nick in the arm, um, and you know then he Nick throws his knife, his sword into into his stomach and pins him to the wall. Yeah, kind of. Um, Takes more and, than that to get to kill Slag though. Oh. Yeah. Slag pulls the knife out and then he's kind of struggling to get to his feet. But he, you know, he 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 goes for his gun. Billy throws Nick's sword, but he doesn't catch it. He goes into the hot tub. Yes. So that's fucked. Um, and but then he gets the other guy's sword, 
and there's this kind of like slow motion like you know slag raising his gun up to shoot nick, nick but then slashing. nick slash him in the, in the belly yeah. he uh, um he pulls a very weird face while he's doing this and somehow yeah he slashes him out of a window yes brute force and darth mauls him and chops him in half yeah yeah and uh, so he's screaming as he's falling to his death while he's, while he's been chopped in half. Um, and that's, so that's that, you know. Um, what, what happens happened to, to McCready? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've no idea. That's what I put he, down. It's like, hold on. The main bad guy, we haven't dealt with him. No. You think he'd go out in like a blaze of glory or something or he'd get killed or, or something. But it, no, you don't know no. anything that happened to him, do you? No. Weird. Um Next thing you see is that, like, kind of, they're in uh, a queue to get on a bus. Annie, Frank, Billy, and Billy, and and Nick's a few steps behind. Mm. Um, and um, you know he's fiddling with his his bus ticket, uh, and uh, Nick is, and and he sort of, you know, he he step, he doesn't get on the bus, does he? Yeah, and drops it and just sort of sort of walks away. Yeah, um, and uh, Billy runs after him. Um, and and so he's crying, and wants it, he wants him to stay, yeah. you know. And and f- you know, Nick's sort of saying, you know, you've got to go off with your dad. Yeah. Jimmy Savile says, "I'm very fond of you," and it's too fond for my liking. Again, they're just that little bit too close for comfort. And then he yeah. does kiss him. Yeah, and it's a little bit too slurpy. <laughs> There's a li- oh. there's a little bit of suckage. There's a little bit of suckage <laughs> on that cheek. Oh gosh. Um, and then um, so uh, Nick crosses the road and he, he, <laughs> he does, he does sort of, the old. He's walking. <laughs> the bus happens and then he's gone. Disappearing yeah. act. Um, and again, uh, Billy's running after him, and he, and he's crying. He's upset. And he you know and it turns out that Nick is un- under the bridge sort of where he's running across and uh, he goes I hate you I hate you and he goes you know don't leave me and he, he sort of throws a dinosaur over the um, the the side of the bridge and again Nick catches it um, then the the bus pulls up for Billy yeah that was a spot of fucking luck yeah you try um, diverting a bus so yeah so they actually walked the route the bus was going anyway yeah. So Nick was walking away to you know try and walk away secretly, but was walking the same route that they would have driven past in the bus anyway. Well, that's then they it. would I mean, have seen him. It, yeah, oh, it's been a while since I've caught a bus, uh, mm. you know. But there's been occasions where you know you you're running for a bus. The bus driver can clearly see you, and you're about oh, probably ten meters away from it. Yeah. And they fucking love it. You know, they oh, fuck you. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not stopping for you. Yeah. Uh, but this bus seems to go out of its way to pick up Billy, yeah. uh, which is good of them. And I Fra- guess. Frank and that weren't, they, you know, they, what I liked was, is that their kid has run off. But what they did was just stay on the bus. <laughs> they stayed on the bus. I think what, what the scene missing was like, they're in the bus and they go, we got rid of that little fucker. And then someone said, They'd, I think Annual Billy seen him out the window and gone, oh, it's too good to last. Mm. They had they had about two minutes there where they thought their life was going to be decent and then Billy <laughs> Billy reappeared in it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then you see um, 
uh, Nick, who walks away. He's got the dinosaur tucked into his... Because he's got a sling, because he got shot in the arm. Um, and uh, he's got a tear running down his cheek. Mm. So he can cry. So he can cry. That's the lesson he's learned from, from this. Um, and then you see him walking down the highway and mm. the... the the credits roll yeah. and the credits roll uh, it's until you know uh, it, it, there's no it's not like it just stops he, he, he keeps walking yeah. he keeps on walking um so there you go that was that was blind fury um so i'm dying to know because like i said you haven't seen this before um what did you think i'm i'm conflicted i, I am conflicted here because i knew we'd have a good chat about it i thought there's plenty to go at with it but I didn't like it. Oh no! When I watched it, I did not like. I, I, now, what I don't know is how much of me thinking that this was going to be a different film affected that, because I thought this was going to be like straight up eighties action blood type thing. I wasn't expecting the comedy. I've done a sledgehammer basically. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the comedy, and I. You know, for, for for something about a swordsman, there wasn't enough swordy blood type stuff going on for me. And mm. the kid, fucking hell, fire! <laughs> Honestly, I I was I was I could not stand that little weasel, peckery, fucking bum face twatter. <laughs> so I, I I don't think I actually like the film. I don't. I, but I, it's it's a weird one. It is a weird one because I don't think I enjoyed watching it. But when when I finished all my notes, I didn't regret watching it because I knew we get to talk about it. If that mm. if that makes any sense, so I knew we could have a good chat about it. But because it wasn't what I expected, and it was a bit goofier than I was expecting. I was I really was expecting no blind fury. Mm. This is more like blind mildly irritated. Mm. Possibly, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. it it. it I thought it was going to deliver something that it it wasn't, and I think that's probably where most of my disappointment stems from. Mm. But I've in, but I have thoroughly enjoyed talking about it, which is, you know, I've I've watched some things, I've watched a couple of things, which like Spaceballs when we did that, we had a bit of a bit of fun with it, but it was really hard because because neither of us liked it at all. Yeah, um, this <coughs> even though yeah, so even though I wasn't particularly a fan, I knew there was stuff there that we could we could dive into, which. There, there is elements there that I do like. It's ridiculous and stupid, but as a film, yeah, a bit, bit, bit underwhelming for me. Mm. Um. So from my point of view, I, I, I did still enjoy it. I quite liked it. I think you know, it, it's a lot. It, it, uh, it didn't feel like it dragged along. You know, it, it, it was, uh, it, you know, it went at a decent pace. Didn't last too long. Um, I thought Rugger Hair was quite good in it. To be fair, I mean, he, he does pull a few daft faces and things like that. But I think he does the, the, the you know, he plays a blind man quite yeah. well. Um, and like you, I th- it's one that that I kind of maybe you can pin the reason why it didn't work um, when it was released because of the tone of it. You, you, you know, is it's not a straight out action film, no. and it's not a straight up comedy either. It's sort of it's a bit of both. And that's probably um, one of the toughest. That's one of the toughest things to try and be as well. Is is both? Yeah, and so because um, again, watching the trailer, 
you know, for the first time. You sort of look look at the trailer and they, I think, there's a little bit of the com- com- uh, comedic stuff in there, but I think they do pitch it more as an action film. Mm. Um, and there's not enough action in it for it to be a full-on action film. No. So, But saying that, though, I did enjoy it. And, and um, you know, it, it for me, it's still held up as a, as a, a decent film to watch. Um yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was good fun. You know, it was just a, a daft movie full of holes. You know, if you if you pick it apart like we did, um, but it, I, well, I think we said before that doesn't really matter particularly if, if uh, you know you enjoy it. So, um, but and you know, not every film has to be a Christopher Nolan type <laughs> experience. <coughs> Thank God, it, it would be it would be terrible if everything was like that. Um, so no, I, I I did enjoy it, but we did have some correspondence. We did. Uh, um, so I think looking back at at, at the Golden Child, um, mm. similar to that, it's not that's not that wasn't like a full on action film, although it had bits of action in it, and it wasn't a comedy, you know. So it's it, like you said, I think it's difficult to do the two things well together. Yeah. Um, you know, I think probably a film that does do it well for me is something like Tango and Cash. Yeah. Because it's got enough action in it, but it's also got enough funny bits in it. Because I think that's probably more to do with the. The, the you know the lead actors gelling and uh, the you know the, the charisma that they've got you know I guess um, I, th- I think the, it was the action I don't think the action quenched my action wantingness for one of a one yes. of any kind of better phrase in the same way that when we did Toy Soldiers that surprised me with its action yeah this sort of disappointed me with its action because it in in my head it was set up to be you know much much grander not necessarily grander but just Gorier and more violenty and more eighties mm. and yeah, I think like you said, the title doesn't do it justice. I think mm. the title is it's, but then what could you call it? You know, um, mm. so ah, ah, it, ah, ah, ah. well, he does a lot of wandering, yeah, and he can't see, so it's wonder vision. <laughs> Still haven't watched that. Anyway, um, so we did get some correspondence, hmm. uh, which is good. We actually got a fucking email. Woo! Uh, so should we have a quick look at those? Yeah. Shall, shall we? First one then. So this is from Ash or at Splashwave86. Um, haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I do remember enjoying it. My most prominent memories are the scene with the hot chilli sauce on his burrito and the fact that it had Hobie from Baywatch in it. Look forward to listening to see if it's worth a rewatch. Uh, do you want to take the next one? Yep, this is from Mark Smith or M Smith six one three eight on Twitter, who has simply put, "Brilliant underrated film." Uh, and then we have Solm sixty seven or multi platform man on Twitter. Uh, he said, "I'll watch it later tonight or tomorrow, and I'll send you my thoughts." And that he did. Um, he sent us an email. Shall we read it out? Yes. Should, do you want to take a, a, para, a paragraph or a sentence or two each? Right. And then we'll... Okay. okay. Should we, are we going to do it in an accent yeah. or are we just going to do it? Do you know what? I think, because it's actually put the effort in, I think I might just do it normal. Oh, okay then. All right. unless, you want, well, unless, start... unless you want to do it. I'm so out of practice with, with anything like that. Unless you want, unless was... you want to. No, no. We'll save that for a potential uh, ABC... Uh, of gaming okay. uh, coming, coming up because uh, mm. I think that was more f- more for that kind of thing wasn't mm. it so anyway he goes he starts off first off thanks for doing a podcast on this movie 
It's one I never seen before, and I'm a big Rutger Hauer fan. Obviously, not that big; otherwise, I would have known about this movie. No, honestly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so the premise of the movie is a typical '80s action movie, but with a twist. The protagonist is blind after a mission went horribly wrong during his time in the Vietnam War. It isn't apparent straight away, and the opening credits give you some of the background story. The rest you learn as the movie progresses. And he may be blind, but Nick Parker, Rutger Hauer, has a way of uh, <clears throat> has a way with a big kick-ass sword, which is conveniently hidden inside a walking stick. The Vietnam vet pays a visit to the house of an old Vietnam friend, Frank Devrue, Terence O'Quinn only to discover that his friend is divorced and in deep trouble with some Vegas casino gangsters. The main villain is using Frank's depth to... Con- depth? Frank's depth? <laughs> to convince him to make some narcotics. As debt. he's at Frank's debt. debt. Uh, uh, ah, Frank's debt. Frank's debt. Depth. Debt. <laughs> Same thing. As he is... As he is A. And he's put full stop. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was a mark on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> so he attempts to kidnap Frank's son, while Nick uh, just happens to arrive at Frank's wife's house just before the kidnap- kidnapping attempt. After the attempt goes wrong and Frank's ex-wife is murdered, Nick heads across the country to even the score with Frank's young son, Brandon Call. It gets, it's got less explosions than an 80s action movie, but makes up for it with some kick-ass sword moves and kills... And there are some genuinely funny moments, as well as some near tear-jerk moments. Remember the champ? I do, actually. Um, Oh, well, I do. And I may have had a few lumps in my throat watching this. Mm. Um, Story-wise, it's predictable. But what I found funny was Nick can kick ass, but can't manage to walk straight without falling over. And it's got some comedic moments. Highlights include, I get the window seat, you don't get it, you're blind. And damn, that thing's got more holes than my daddy's rubber. I didn't know daddy wore a rubber. Mm, that was an odd uh, line. Isn't it? Um, I loved the driving scenes. It gave me hear no evil, see no evil vibes. Although I think this movie was out before that or around the same time, 1989. Another highlight was the cornfield scene. Yes, always good to see a stump wig. But that was me, not this email. So yeah. finish off with... Well, that's it, really. Knowing you, lads, you will tear the movie apart, so me rambling on any more will just be tedious for both of us. Uh, and then she says, thanks again, lads, and keep up the great work. Oh, yeah, work. I missed that bit. <laughs> Regards. <laughs> <laughs> so, now that was the question I was going to ask. Hmm. At the, I mean, I, I know that um, uh, Billy was a prick. You yes. know, he, he's, a, he's, he's a prick from the first time you meet him, pretty much, you know, yeah. and uh, he's a prick to Nick... Um, but then there are there are scenes where obviously they start to bond, they start to like each. Now I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't perhaps go as far as uh, uh, Colm, but I I I did I didn't hate him as much as you did clearly, um, and I did kind of buy into it a little bit, you know, particularly the bit at the end where he you know he leaves and everything. I I thought you know I maybe a bit soppier than you are, but uh, no, I don't know. No, not necessarily. I I I. I Lump in my throat watching something today. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh. What can you tell us? Uh, it was an episode of Shit's Creek. 
Oh, is it? Ah, oh, yeah. That old oh, man. I fucking weep like a baby watching that. Uh, oof. Um, but not, yes. not for Billy. Not for Billy and Jimmy. Uh, fucking Nick. <laughs> uh, but then I also do recognise that there were a couple of sort of cringe-worthy scenes where t- you're thinking, oh, bloody hell, this is going a bit too far now. Um, but hey, hey-ho. Um, there you go. Right, well... What are we going to watch next time? This is your pick, so I'm I'm looking forward. I'm on tenterhooks. Ooh, right. We we are we are zooming way back from 1989 oh. to the you know, sun blessed world of 1988. Oh, right. Uh, let's have a look. Would you like some people to try and guess? Yes. Right. Um. Uh, Sharon Spellman. Mm, no. Okay. Joe Seneca. No. Okay. Uh, this one's got a weird name. A. Num. Hold on. A. A. Oh yeah. A. Namorphous mass. No. 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 A. Namorphous mass. Okay. Uh. All right. We'll go for director. Directed by Chuck Russell. Uh oh, oh! I I've heard of him. I can't think what he's done, but I've heard of him. Nineteen eighty eight. Also no. stars Kevin Dillon. Uh, yeah, I know Kevin Dillon. I can't think of a nineteen eighty eight film with him in it. Gone. Okay, Shawnee Smith. No. I've run out of people here. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, written. Written. Oh, here we go. Bear with us. Written. 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 Okay. Written by, uh, well, Chuck Russell, Frank Darabont. Oh my. Um. Shit. No, I can't think. I can't. I know Frank Darabont is, but I can't think. Would you just like to know? Yes. Go on. Okay. Fucking tell me. Well, anamorphous mass should have given it away. No, I can't think. That's not an actual name. That's a description. Oh, the blob! Yeah. The blob! <laughs> yes, watching watch the blob. I've never seen that. Oh, I've only seen it once. Uh, it's one of those that I remember it coming out when I was a kid. And I remember um, the trailer for it. <clears throat> but I've never actually seen it before. Because it's, um, it's a remake, isn't it? Of yes. A, I think it's... Oh. Was it Paul Newman? Who was uh, I think it was Steve, was it Steve McQueen. It's one of them yeah. too, anyway. But has yeah. an amazing. Have you have you ever heard the um, theme tune to it? No, it's fucking amazing. But of the original, beware of the blob. It's honestly, it's it's it's, it's, it's the most unusual uh, unusual theme song for a so-called horror film. Ah, well, there you go. Awesome. Well, it's going to be a first time for me, so I'm looking forward to that. Well, I we haven't uh, done a bit of horror for a little while. No, and I must admit. Um, well, we'll talk about the blob obviously when we watch it, but I can't understand or get how blob can be a fucking horror film. Like, how can a blob be scary or horrific or, you know... But anyway... Well, no, we'll we'll women have them every month and it's fucking horrific. <laughs> and on that note... Um, Unless they're we... menopause, obviously. <laughs> then it's just dry. If... <laughs> um... If you go to 60M 
w.co.uk you'll find all of the uh, stuff on the website the reviews the podcasts everything else um you can find us on Twitter at 60MW Podcast. I'm at Dastardly Jabby Podcast. Uh, fuck me. <laughs> Dastardly. <laughs> You're planning a solo thing now, aren't you? I'm at Dastardly Jabby. Um, where are you? <laughs> I'm at Eight Mutterings Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next time for some blob. Blobby. <laughs> See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.